Squad Radio, the music you want. With your host, Dee Dan. I'm a genius. No, sacral geniuses. I gaggle, I swarm, a flock of freaking frogs. What's up, party people? It's Keys Dan with RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com, coming to you live and in living color from the Radio What Studios. And this is my podcast, What Makes You Famous? It's an extension of the RadioWhat.com internet radio station that I've been running for quite some time. And if you need DJ services, where do I always send you? DJLittleRock.com. One more time, DJLittleRock.com. Check availability and get a free price quote, and maybe you could have me at your next event. You know I like to party with the people. The people need to be entertained. Are you not entertained? Let me entertain you. Make your next thing a big one. (laughs) Speaking of entertainment, today on the program, oh my goodness, guess who's back? Dara's back. Oh, Dara. I know I pronounce his name several different ways, probably pronounce his way, his name several different ways throughout the podcast, but I love that Dara is back. Kusha Deep Music. You know who Dara is. You've been listening to this podcast enough. Uh, my Irishman in the London area. And uh, yeah, you're going to get to hear a bit about what his new music is and probably a lot of thoughts. He's a very thoughtful individual. So stick around for that. Dara's back. This week's shows, uh, let's see, uh, this week's shows, I will be at the Rab in Conway, Arkansas, the usual video dance party karaoke jam at the Rab, 8 p.m. until 1230 in the AM. Uh, they got a full bar, the kitchen's open, pool tables, pool tournament on Friday night, so if you want to try your hand at playing pool, I encourage you to check out the Rab in Conway, Arkansas. Always a good time, always a good time. Oh, my goodness. Oh, speaking of good times, I'm back in Fairfield Bay on Saturday. Saturday. I'm at the Cool Pool Sports Grill uh, doing the video dance party, karaoke jam. They got a full bar. They got the kitchen, uh, delicious food. They got a pool. Uh, so we're opening up the Memorial Day weekend, I think it is, uh, starting this Saturday. So excited about that. So if you're anywhere in the Fairfield Bay area, come on out cool pool sports grill i like doing that i think i'm there three times this year they've already uh, booked me ahead of time <laughs> so i'm stoked i'm stoked good people up there at cool pool sports grill i'm sorry i can't remember the times but hey just uh follow cool pool sports grill on your facebook feed and you'll find out I think it's in the evening, towards the evening. It might be during the day, but heading towards the evening. Usually it's an an adult event, so they wait for the kids to get out of the pool. And then they have me there uh, for the drinking drinking people in the end of the night. Yeah, it's a good time. It is Fairfield Bay, Cool Pool Sports Grill, Saturday, Memorial Day weekend. All right, that's enough intro. Let's get into it with Dara. Kusha Deep Music. Oh, so stoked to catch up. Find out what's going on in the world of Kusha Deep Music. I got him on Skype, so if you're listening to the audio version of this, I encourage you to check out the YouTube version on my YouTube page, youtube.com forward slash user forward slash Keys Dan. Skyping Dara of Kusha Deep Music now.
the legendary rock star. <laughs> What's up, Dara? Uh-oh. I muted you. Let's uh, unmute. Go. Unmute me. I'm, I'm, everything's good, brother. Everything's good. I'm, are you getting a little lag there, or is, is it all good? No, it seems okay. I mean, you know, this technology and everything. I'm very appreciative to Skype, even though they're not sponsors of the podcast, but I'm very happy for the technology because I tech, I get to talk to my, uh, what is it, my, my Irishman. Are, are you in London now? Um, we're sort of south of London. So, yeah, not far away, about 45 minutes away from sort of south London. So, yeah, everyone's a winner, baby. Yeah. Everyone's a winner. We've been, uh, been having a nice little bit, bit of lunch and a few glasses of champagne. So we're all quite, quite merry. Had a quite a merry afternoon. Well, this should be a really loose, loose podcast. I, I know, you know, for people that listen to this podcast, they know, they know all about you, Dara. They know that we're just catching up here. They, they know that the first time that we talked, you were uh, being stabbed in some kind of a nursing home. And then uh, the next time that we spoke, it was pretty casual. You were, uh, you know, in your room, you, you know, just talking about the music that's, that you've been putting out there. And I, and man, I love it. I, I love the style of rock and roll that you have because it's a throwback. It makes me feel like the days of yesteryear, but it is solid rock and roll that it, that can be appreciated by the masses, you know, these today and, uh, and, and anytime really, uh, you know, I, um, I just don't know how do you make your voice so gravelly, so rocky, ah, you know, you can, it's not like yeah. you scream exactly it's you're not screaming like a heavy metal guy but you have that no. that power and you could feel it it's coming from deep well maybe it's coming from kusha deep i like where you're going with that case um are we are we are we rolling can i can i say a few words before we get in there man you could say as much as you want we've been rolling since since you turned the thing on I'll turn the thing on. So firstly, I just want to say big thanks to obviously yourself for being such a magnificent individual broadcasting an amazing vibe across the world constantly. So I really do appreciate it. And, and I certainly appreciate you staying in contact, man. You know, you, you're, you just, you, you, know, you, you just got that spirit. You're one of these dynamo energies that actually can, can lift the world with your, uh, with a single kind of a uh, single vibe, you know, you just come in there and it's a beautiful vibe. So I want to say thank you to you. And also to the listeners who have been supporting the music as well, um, you know. So yeah, big thanks to everyone tuning in. And um, yeah, it's been it's it's a really good con. It's just a great vibe to be able to connect in with some super cool people from across the pond and share some good time vibes. Oh, the pleasure's all on this side of the pond for sure. And, and I love that. You know, I'm, I'm kind of an Anglophile. In fact, my uh, my wife is in there watching the Tudors right now. We're on the uh, King Henry the Eighth. I think she he's on his uh, third wife, uh, Jane yeah, Seymour, and uh, you know it's a, it's an amazing uh, series that we've been watching. Uh, Henry Cavill, the Superman, he he shows up in that show some at some point. But uh, you know it's yeah. it's nice going through the history. Fifteen thirty six. I I just realized I, I knew it was a big year for King Henry the Eighth, but. Uh, I didn't know it was so big because Catherine died and died and he married Jane Seymour all in the same year and started a, a war with the church of with the with the uh, the the Catholic Church by forming the Church of England. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was definitely pushing pushing the boat pushing the boat out there, wasn't he? He was uh, he was trying to cram in quite a bit and um, and certainly sort of left a bit of a legacy and probably sort of a legacy for the royal family to follow in. Really, sort of like you know, let's not let the show down. We've got to. 
we've got to carry on that tradition of uh, being doing that nasty vibes. No, it's all cool. They're all good. They do their thing, and, and <laughs> lots of people love them. Well, speaking of that, I mean? you know, last week we were supposed to chit chat, but I know there was, a, or a couple of weeks ago, there's a coronation uh, of, a, of a new king, uh, Charles I I I. Yeah, you know, but you said that uh, the whole, uh, not just London or even south of London, but uh, the whole of England and uh, the British, the the British Empire was uh, feeling, you know, uh, I don't know, one way or the other. Tell tell me about that. Tell me about the coronation of the uh, the new king. Well, you know what, you know, there's kind of pluses and necks with kind of like that whole thing. You know, there's a uh, one thing. I mean, it definitely sort of brings people together. Uh, under sort of the banner of uh, of kind of you know unity of, of the country as it were, um, but it's equally as as it is unifying, it's equally as divisory as well because obviously, you know it's it, it's changed its meaning for a lot of people over the last kind of thirty forty years with the different things that have happened, you know within that framework. So as I say, it's a, it's an equal kind of scenario. Uh, I mean it. it it's just difficult. I think, you know what, we all grew up with the Queen. So, you know, and she was just, I don't know, you know, a lot of people think that the sort of the royal family kind of ended with the Queen. Do you know what I mean? Because she was, she was just everything. She was, uh, she was like, I don't know, you know, she was a bit of a mother to the nation. Uh, and she had a connection to the old realm if you like the old way of doing things and she was dignified and she didn't really sort of like open her mouth when it wasn't necessary and she didn't align herself with people you know who might not necessarily sort of like be that scrupulous so i think that you know the new king brings in some question marks amongst a lot of people that i kind of know and hang out with do you know what i mean um so i, I can't say i can't say it was it was um it was completely welcomed amongst everybody, but certainly the kind of the, the stalwart, you know, I've got a lot of friends that are, you know, when I say them, sport maybe, you know, older friends maybe uh, who are, you know, stalwart kind of royalists and they're, uh, you know, they're really into it. But uh, I think that, as I say, pluses and negatives, you know, it, in one sense, it does bring things together. Um, but yeah, in other, in other ways, things have to change as well. And people, People have to move on and, you know, the country and, and in general, I think that Europe and America is going through such a tumultuous kind of period of its history that, you know, that kind of privileged kind of like top end of kind of the elite sort of side of things isn't quite, you can't ignore it when people are sort of struggling to kind of keep a roof over their head. You, you know, when, when, when things are going well and everybody's got, you know, bread and circuses and they're sort of, you know, they're kind of, uh, otherwise engaged with, uh, with frivolity, shall we say, you know, then it does, you know, you can turn a blind eye to a lot of that. Do you know what I mean? But when you've got, as I say, sort of people, um, who is, who are, who are struggling to kind of keep, keep things together and you've got, you know, billions of pounds being kind of spent, on situations like that um, and certain kind of things that have been, I think, kind of like overlooked in terms of, you know, just protocol, um, then, you know, it's not the, it isn't, it, it wasn't, you know, had, he, had, had that happened maybe sort of pre sort of 2016 when things were kind of okay, I think that it probably would have been welcomed a bit more. But I think because things are different now and people are feeling the pinch that anyone that's kind of like in that elite position is being questioned and, and rightly so, you know, so yeah, 
equal blessing, equal curse, really. Um, you know. Well, Dara, I see that you're tiptoeing and picking and choosing your words very wisely, just like the the uh, the dearly departed Queen Elizabeth II did. Uh, you know, not a lot of people were alive before she was queen, so she was a big staple, not just in England but in the world. The the, the British Empire uh, into the world uh, adored and and thought of of queen elizabeth as as such an icon and you're right she did pick and choose her words very wisely you know using the radio using different media uh you know structuring her 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 speeches and making very few appearances uh she wouldn't do a podcast or she would not have done a podcast like this where it was loose and and we were just chit-chatting about whatever we were thinking about the world no 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 she had to have everything uh written down ahead of time rehearsed structured you know very uh, very even handed but uh you know even she had her problems just like we all have uh we're we're all uh, complicated people but the, you know the, the monarchy it's it's such a staple of of britain of england of of uh the british empire it's yeah. it, it's hard to get rid of it i know that every year it seems like there's legislation we shouldn't be supporting these people uh they're figureheads they're they're uh it supports the class system which is also uh you know ingrained into the 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 english people the british empire i mean is there still a big problem with class Uh, or or are people able to uh, climb the ladder of success uh, live the dream as it were i think kind of class probably less i mean you know of course you know there's probably two tiers of kind of class i don't think there's a middle class anymore like there kind of was i think the middle class has sort of been attacked in the last sort of three years particularly and you're sort of seeing that sort of dwindling so that kind of aspirational kind of like there's a there, there was a great set of comedians there was uh, just before monty python really took off there was uh there was a there was an uh, there was a two guys called the two ronnies and john cleese and they did a they did a really clever skit and john cleese was the upper class kind character ronnie barker was the kind of the middle class and ronnie corbett was the working class and and he and it goes something like this goes i look down on him because he's below me and then the middle class goes goes, and i look down on him because he's below me and he goes and i look up to both of you because you're way ahead of me you know and that was kind of like how it was you know but i think that i think because you know, money and sort of, you know, the, you know, if you go back to the sort of the 60s where the Beatles were breaking through and working class kind of people were working class, like Lennon's working class hero, you know, there was this opportunity to kind of break through, you know, if you worked hard and you had enough savvy. So I think sort of class is less kind of relative today. I think it is down to uh, money. And I think that, you know, that has become, you know, for some people kind of like an easier thing to kind of to achieve now with the, with the internet, there is, there is kind of like much more opportunities for people to kind of, to, to get ahead of the game. Um, so I think that class is becoming probably less of a thing and, and it's more about, you know, what you have achieved and what you, where you, where you kind of like, where you kind of gravitate to. Yes, there's always going to be at the absolute top end of the elite. There's always going to be, oh, they've, they're new money or whatever. So there's always going to be that snootery snobbery. But I think it really is less of a thing today. I think that people have a chance and opportunities to kind of break through. 
However, having said that, you know, we are looking at quite an interesting period of time where, you know, how can I say it? Like the, the powers that be never want you to really get too high. And when you do get too high, then the, the, you'll notice that the economic tree will just shake and everyone will fall to the bottom. And if you think back to sort of like, you know, the 1929 crash, that was, the, you know, that's the same, it's the same pattern over and over again. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's people get, there's lots of success for 10 years and then suddenly the back, you know, the top end go, right, now it's time to call those deaths back in. What? And when you can't pay, you know what I mean? Then, you, you know, you're, you know, your, your bank's going to get seized and, and, and you can sort of see it. It's just, a, it's the same kind of game over and over again. You know, you're never, you know, George Carlin, look, look at George Carlin, George Carlin's like that, you know, it's a club and you ain't getting in unless you're born into that bracket. And that's, you know, George Carlin was back, he was on it, you know, he was, uh, that's it. You know, what a, what a great kind of individual George Carlin was for putting it in that succinct way of going, you know, um, it doesn't really sort of matter who and what and where, unless you're in that club, you are not going to get in. And that's the truth of it. And, uh, you know, uh, you can sing all day long about it, but it's never going to change anything because that it's been, it's just like any structure, like any structure in human kind of development, people protect it. You know, it's like, it's like if you had, you know, uh, let's, you know, you have a company and it's worth, you know, multi-million dollars, you you know you're going to protect your board aren't you you're going to be protective of that of that situation and it's the same with you know as i say the top echelon where we where we look at kind of like the big families you know i'm not going to mention names because you guys know who they are but you know those those families are going to run in the show and they have been for a long long period of time and you know they do it very well because they're smart they're very very clever they know how to work things they know how to to make people not question they know how to even make this conversation sound like a conspiracy because they're clever at doing it and that, that, that so you know i i i i think you know they're smart they're smart people they, they don't stay where they are with without being you know smart people stay at the top you know and, <laughs> and people who don't ask questions aren't going to get there well speaking of uh, comedians know, it, Pen, uh, mike myers calls that the pentaveret the the five top people that uh, are ruling the world uh, you know but you're talking about comedians and and you're talking about class and but the George Carlin in particular growing up he was a, a hero of mine I had uh, quite a few of his records uh, between myself and my best friend John Canada who's also been on this podcast uh, we had uh, quite a few of his records and we listened to his words and his words still resonate he's been dead for 20 years now it seems and uh, and his words still resonate with what's happening today but you were talking about uh, the stock market crash and even you know I bring that the, the, the crash of 2008 which affected the whole world and we here we are there's two banks that just failed the second and third largest bank in the united states have just failed over the last couple of months so uh, are we living in fear of another recession or perhaps depression and uh you know there's very a very fine line between the two you know uh, groceries are going up gas is going up uh, uh, goods are going up you're talking about the middle class oh my goodness i'm i'm trying firmly to stay in the middle class but you have the two-party system that we have here and i'm getting real political with you because hopefully you'll write a song about it real soon uh, this will become fodder but yeah, all, all my stuff is political if you yes. listen to 
of like heavier than rock and roll, for instance, that you're at, you know, you've been playing, you know, that's, that's, what's that saying? It's saying, you know, this is getting, this was before the, all the kind of the stuff happened in uh, January, February, March of 2020, you know, before that I was saying things were getting heavier and heavier. And, you know, there's a track on new kind of normal called the beat, which I, you know, I, I took that whole, if you can't hear the drums of war, then you must be deaf. I took that from Kissinger. So, you know, I, you know, if you look acro- across the board of work that I've done since, you know, even going back to when I was at EMI, when I was 20 years old, you know, reach out was the first hit I had, you know, that is always been, I've never just been able to write for anything that didn't have some sort of political or social or spiritual underlying. You know, when I was 15, I wrote a song called Freedom, which was about you know, a guy called Lekwoenza in who was fighting against the Russians at that time, do you know what I mean? For, for solidarity amongst the working people of Poland. So, you know, I've always been political in my, in my, in my, I didn't think that, you know, writing music, yes, of course, I, you know, I can write a love song, of course I can, and it's great to do that if you're feeling it. Um, but, you know, as I say, if you listen to New Kind of Normal, that's a politically based album. It's a politically spiritual and social album that, you know, has some moments in there from, uh, as I say, from sort of political upheavals to, you know, again, sort of like, you know, powers that be closing freedoms down to, um, you know, suicide and not having kind of people there like Robin Williams, like the lights is based on Robin Williams, you know, one of the funniest men in the world who was on his own when he, when he took his life. And it's like, you know, at that moment when you need that kind of light, in those dark moments is that's, that's what that tune is about so you know i can we can go super political but i've i've that's my track record you know that's why you know i i didn't really fit in at the major record company levels because i couldn't do what i was told <laughs> Yeah, but you can fit in with the major record labels. You could fit in with the whole of the uh, of the society, uh, singing what you sing, singing what you feel. Uh, you know, I, I look at the the greats. You, you already mentioned the Beatles. They had a lot of politics in their in their songs, and the Stones, and and all the folk singers, Dylan. Uh, you know the uh, the greatest songs that i've ever listened to in in my personal life for the ones that that made me feel that made me think there you know there's there's room for for bubblegum pop music that that mentions tearing my heart and gonna make me fall apart uh because it's not really art uh you know if i if i hear another song yeah if i that mentions a part and heart oh okay this is a pop song it's bubblegum it's gonna make me dance at the club maybe a little bit but it's not gonna make me think it's not gonna make me me learn something but uh, you know i oh my gosh gordon lightfoot uh just uh oh just songs that resonate with my my mind oh rock songs that have yeah yeah yeah, you're a storyteller you know and you're you're helping to to uh, teach people uh, you're a teacher you're a storyteller you have the power to do so much with your music uh, dara yeah well look, you know that's what i'm saying you know but if, uh, major record companies kind of don't really want people like me and that's there's a there's a reason why um because it's a lot easier to have somebody uh, i'll quote noel gallagher on this one because he came out of a beauty recently you know if you look at harry styles for instance and and you know the difference between say you know someone like that and someone like me is like you know a record company would say and this is to quote noel gallagher goes hey put on that dress and shut it all right and get out there and sing those songs you know that's that's kind of that's the kind of art artist that will will kind of like be 
groomed for mainstream success. But if you've got somebody who would do an interview and actually speak the way I'm speaking to an A&R guy, they would be petrified. Well, Just got, petrified. Yeah, they you, don't know what I'm going to say next. You got the suits that saw this song that made a million dollars, you know, and that song had these elements. So I want you to write a song with those same elements. That's a little bit the same, but just different enough to where you can call it a, 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 you know, an original song. These are the the suits, the, 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 the downfalls of the big business the that wanted uh, that's money. It's all money. But by the same token, the people that do things differently you know, that, that speak their own mind. Sometimes those are the ones that, uh, go as they say viral, you know, which used to mean you sold a lot of units, you sold a lot of records, uh, you sold, yeah. you, you, uh, put a lot of butts in the buckets at the movie theater, you know, for your, yeah, yeah. for your film, because you did something different. That was just, it was something they hadn't seen before, but, uh, yeah. the, you know, the record labels and the, even the movie companies, they don't want to see yeah. that. They want some of the same because they know that that's a safer bet. Yeah, I mean, I think that sort of like if you if you look at kind of like, you know, you know, that 66, 65 to 60 to 70, there was a that that, that was a golden period where and actually quoting, say, someone like Frank Zappa said that these the suits did, weren't in control of the game because they didn't really understand it. So they would just throw money at anyone that kind of had a thing going on. So, he, you know, I think in the, in the 60s and the 70s, there wasn't so much kind of like control over content. I think there was a lot more freedom artistically. I think as we moved sort of past the 90s, I think that that kind of control of the narrative became very, very important. And, and if, you, if you look at Napster coming along, there was no constraint on Napster whatsoever. You know, it, it was akin to sort of like you going into Tower Records and just helping yourself to every record on you know that you wanted, and everybody storming in like they do in Walmart in Chicago. Do you know what I mean? Just kind of just take whatever you want. Do you know what I mean? And then wonder why there's nothing left at the end of it. And you know that's not how that's not how commerce works. You know what I'm saying? So by allowing kind of Napster to do its thing, run riot, and then get followed by, you know, things like Spotify, which kind of took its place and became more of a sort of stable thing, but never really recognising the artists for for what they are actually producing. Do you know what I mean? I mean, you know, you you could have a million streams and that doesn't mean anything. Do you know what I'm saying? In terms of, you're not going to pay your rent off it. Do you know what I'm saying? So the music industry was systematically dismantled and then replaced with kind of like a a sort of pale shadow of what it was with people who could easily be manipulated at that level. And then you had this whole, you know, American pop idol thing that kind of like took place of the grafting in the clubs and, and, you know, it became easier for kind of people to just kind of have a hit record by just going on a pop show. But, you know, you've you got to realise that you're never going to be able to find real art. I mean, in, in all those years of pop idol, Really, you've got to ask yourself how many real artists actually came through that stable. Really, I mean, I don't, you know, just name me one that you could go, you know, it was like that, that was a Jimi Hendrix or that was a Beatles or that was a, you know, a Janis Joplin or whatever. Just name me one out of 20 years of that, that format. Very difficult to do. I mean, you mentioned Napster. When I remember, I remember when Napster first came out. It was a a candy store with free candy. And if it wasn't for uh, people like Lars Ulrich and even Dr. Dre, Lars got a lot of heat. 
for pushing yeah. back on Napster, but rightly so. Uh, you, I like people were cool. Yeah, people were <laughs> stealing from you artists okay uh, people like me had to uh you know who were always buying records and making sure that we paid for the items uh you know that we played at the clubs or on the radio stations i mean, every once in a while at the radio we'd get a a free record you know f- uh, from an artist that would say hey take a listen to this record and, yeah. and play it and please maybe uh some more ears will get on it and, and we'll sell some more some more units but uh you know yeah i'm 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 very glad that lars ulrich pushed back because napster may have still been around and uh, there would be no reason to make music because there's never going to be any money to be made uh, n- nowadays all you uh, the only money you can make is either playing live or selling merchandise you know if i can get a little hat or a bumper sticker that says dara kusha deep that would be wonderful you might be able to pay your rent uh this um, week this month you know yeah exactly yeah, absolutely. You know, I think that music itself kind of took about a, a backseat, and it, you know, and, and we so, so so yeah, it's a different different landscape to you know when I came out of school, there was a sort of there still was an industry in in, in that respect. You know what I mean? There was still a sort of you know you could still go in a band and tour and get support slots with big bands and you know get signed to major record labels. I mean, when, when I got dropped from EMI for various different reasons, <laughs> you know, I got a deal very quickly sort of after that with like with uh, Warner Brother with Warner small kind a deal with Warners and then kind of flicked on to another deal after that and then went to Australia and worked down there with BMG and Festival Records and it was very easy to bounce around a little bit you know what I mean and you know get work and get paid like you know I was remixing Frankie Goes to Hollywood and making two grand two three grand a mix you know and that's that would be deemed quite good money now do you know what I'm saying so um, yeah so things change and, and then you had the license into film and TV which kind of like kept things going for the noughties but then it just got so clogged it became so much material and people can produce material for nothing you know so it got very clogged up and uh, and so where we are is in a sort of situation where sort of music has become a sort of kind of throwaway operation um which is kind of where you know the powers that be kind of want it to be you know because you know people like john lennon and, and um bob dylan and uh you know uh joe Baez and and all those kind of cats you know what i'm saying they were quite they were kind of pretty mad pretty maverick kind of like people to to sort of be able to rouse a kind of an army by by kind of you know making certain statements and um you know those sort of artists don't exist now you know uh uh, you know, you, if I don't know, say for instance, and here's another thing, and this is this 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 really makes me quite sad that you know what we went through in the last three years that not one artist actually stood up apart from say Eric Clapton or Van Morrison and said you know maybe we should look at this because I don't think I think there's a few anomalies here that need questioning, and actually the grand majority of people actually went against a tirade against them. Do you know what I mean? So artists have got, you know, whereas like you look back at say Lennon, you know, Lennon sort of speaking out against the Vietnam war, for instance, you know, that doesn't happen. You know, you name me sort of one artist that stood up and said, well, I don't know if I agree with you with what's going on in the Ukraine right now. You know, not one. You know, if you look at some of those big bands, you know, like, I mean, with all due respect, you know, I mean, if President Biden asked me to play for his inauguration or or Trump or any of those guys, I, I wouldn't dream of playing for a politician. 
not you know it didn't matter how many much how much money you would pay you pay me i would not play for a politician because i don't agree with whatever they're doing i don't agree with do you know what i'm saying and i'm certainly not but you know is how many artists for instance even obama right look how many artists would play for obama do you know what I'm saying? All of them, all of them will roll through there. Why? Why are you doing that? You're, you know, for me, you know, an artist should be independent. An artist should be independent of government and of royalty and all of that and actually be able to sort of go, in order for me to have a formulated vision on where I want to be as an artist, I cannot be consumed by, you know, a a vested interest who has vested interest who's just going to use you like that. You know, and when I when I see artists doing that, it, I just lose all faith and credibility with those guys, and never really, you know, don't I, I won't listen to them again. You know, there's certain people I'm not going to mention, but certain people I've looked at over the last, particularly in the last five years, who I've just lost all respect for. Well, who I used once upon a time thought, yeah. you know, they were cool, man. Do you know what I mean? But I wouldn't, I wouldn't listen to their records ever again. Well, darling, sometimes it's tough. You know, you have starving artists. Uh, you know, hey, would you like to play this gig? Oh, it's uh, it's for the president. It's for that senator. It's for that uh, rep- representative. Here's a big bag of money. You'll be able to pay your rent for the whole year. It'll make your your whole nut. But it, it's tough, you know, to to weigh out your. I busk on a street corner rather than pay for a big bag of money for somebody who's just going to use you. Like you know, I I just don't think it's a good idea because. You lose credibility. I mean, in my in my mind, you will lose credibility. And I and I just would, as I say, there is not one politician that I would go. I mean, look, I really like Rand Paul. I'm just going to put it out there. I like Rand Paul. I like what he does. I like how he stands. I like where he's at. You know. But if Rand Paul phoned me up and said, "Listen, Dara, I love what you do. Would you come and play for this little thing?" I would say, "Rand, listen, dude, I love you, brother, but no." I can't do it. I just can't do it. Even if I do agree with you, I can't do it because you know what? I'm going to compromise myself. Do you know what I'm saying? What if you turn around and you, you, you know, suddenly down the road, you're not as cool as you were. And I suddenly find out you've been doing, you know, trading arms for cocaine. You know what I mean? I'm going to look like an idiot down the road a piece that I supported you. So I don't trust anyone. I don't trust any of it. I don't trust any of it. Game. that's the cynic in me that agrees with you as well man but uh you know i, I imagine that there has to be people that get into politics and not you know that they 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 want to help the community they want to help somebody but then once they get into the system they get corrupted it just uh, i feel like you you know we mentioned the two-party system you got the the republicans on this side that are stealing the money from the middle class and and giving it to the rich and then you got the democrats on that side that are stealing money from the middle class and giving it to the poor they're, they're all stealing my money man <laughs> yeah i think we could go super deep i don't know if it's even if it's even as simple as that i think they're just stealing from the people and keeping it for themselves that's correct you know? That's correct. Yeah, you know, I think there's more going on there. That uh, if you look at the look, I think you know. I think you guys are probably in for one of the biggest. How shall we say? Uh, one of the biggest rude awakenings your country's probably ever seen. I think that people are going to really wake up and go, "Oh shit!" Now, the difference between us and you is we've been getting kicked in the ass for, for ages, right? We've never had it good in this country. We've always been used and abused, and we've never had we've never had good times in this country, right? Never, all right. Even in the even in the nineties, they threw us a bit of bread in the nineties. You know what I mean? But you know, they soon took that away. 
we've never known, my generation have never known anything but recession. So we're recession babies, right? We've been through it and through it and through it. You, on the other hand, have, have lived like gods, right? Because at the British Empire was gone way before I was born. Do you know what I mean? So we've only known what it's like to live in the aftermath of an empire. You were on the ascendancy while we were clinging on your on your coattails, really holding on for dear life, really. So you've known what it's like to be on the ascendancy. Now you're going to know what it's like to not have that ascendancy and not be the, 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 the not be the kind of the big card that you kind of was. And it's down to bad, bad, bad leadership and really bad leadership. And I think people are going to wake up and go, you know, we've been played. We've been played by both sides for, you know, particularly in the last 20 years. And I think it's going to be pretty, it's going to be a real blow for you guys. I really think it's going to be, blow. I think the, you know, especially if you lose your, lose your, uh, the, the, uh, the, the currency reserve is if, if you, if America loses its dollar currency reserve, man, you're in big trouble. Yeah. You know, as I say, you're going to be in big trouble. It's going to be like the Weimar Republic where it's like, you know, inflation goes through the roof because you've got nothing to back your currency with. I mean, neither have we, but we've got nothing anyway, so it doesn't really fucking bother us. Do you know what I mean? Well, I you mean, know what I mean? <laughs> we've got nothing, so it's like to have nothing. Yeah, democracy was a great experiment. Uh, it was fun while it lasted. See you later, you know. But uh, you're, yeah, you were talking about the the money. It's not backed by anything. Um, what was it? They dropped another three tri- They dropped another tri- a trillion dollar coin into the bucket and said, "Okay, we got a trillion more dollars." Well, what's it backed by? Dreams, hopes, and dreams. You know, and and, res- and respect for that that uh, picture of George Washington. On the on the dollar you know, bill, there. You know what's really sad, though, um, Keys, is the fact that like England really doesn't have anything apart from a bit of a history. Really, it doesn't have anything. It, it thinks it's got something, but it hasn't. It's got no resources. It, it's got nothing. It's got nothing. It used to have a few musicians that could sing and dance a bit, <laughs> but actually, really, it's got it's got absolutely nothing apart from a bit of bravado. And a, and, a, and a bit of military that kind of runs about the world trying to follow you lot, um, you know, in a desperate hope that people will think that it's actually got, you know, a pair of boots, but it hasn't really. Um, but what you have is you've got, you've got resources, you know, you've actually got resources and yet those resources have been so super squandered, just like actually sort of English resources have been squandered over the years. But the tragedy of America, man, you know, and I've been to America a couple of times you know, I've been to Savannah. I've seen the ports down there. I've been across a bit of Atlanta. You know, it's big, man, and there's a lot of kind of farmland there. There's a lot of good resources. There's, you know, there's oil. You know, you know, you name it. You've got you. You could throw a seed in the ground and grow whatever you want. You can't do that here. You know, you're lucky if you can grow some potatoes. Do you know what I mean? It's a different climate. You know, that's why Britain had to have an empire because it had sod all at home. So it went around the world robbing and you know, offering peace treaties to indigenous tribes in return for their resources. You know what I mean? So, you know, so looking at America, you know, particularly if you to go all the way back to sort of, you know, you look at your golden years really sort of up from up to probably say 1968, 69, you know, you had a good period from say 45 to, to 69 where you were really on super on top. And then you watch kind of like subsequent leadership, like first of all, selling the gold currents, the gold reserves is the first thing, then sort of selling out your manufacturing to China. 
and building the Chinese infrastructure up, you know, and then, you know, subsequent administrations that have sent America out on fruitless campaigns, military campaigns, which have only really aided and embedded those at the top, you know, and, uh, and the American public have just kind of gone along and been, uh, you know, they've bought, they've either bought into whatever it was mainstream and I've seen how mainstream works over there. And it is, it's relentless, you know, war on this, war on that, war on this, war on that. We hate you. We hate you. Get rid of them. Do this over there. Jump, jump, jump. You know, and it's a very, very well-oiled program, you know. But I think that when it when they, they you know, that you got away, the media and the government were getting away with that when you had buoyancy in the economy that could be, you know, you could do a little bluffology with printing money and this, that and the other. What's coming down the line probably won't, you won't bounce back from that because unfortunately there's been no money spent on infrastructure in America. And from what I can see, there is a crumbling infrastructure that needs addressing super, super like now, like yesterday. You look at all your major cities and look, if I'm upsetting Americans about this, well, I'm sorry, man, but you know, this is what I'm saying. You know, if you look at Chicago, look at San Francisco, look at California. Yes, they can, you know, they can say they're doing super well, you know, and that's the narrative where you can lie about something and actually you can see the reality and hear the lie and go, but the reality doesn't match the lie you know you're you're not getting away with it when you see the amount of homeless people you know in let's just take venice beach for instance you know what i mean like you know once upon a time california was something that everybody wanted to be in you know what everybody wanted to go to california because that was venice beach and all the super beautiful people and all that kind of thing now it's now it just looks like a dump spent on infrastructure and that's that's so that's really that's you know that's going to come and bite bite you on the bum really, and particularly if you if you lose your currency, you've got nothing to back the dollar, and as I say, sort of inflation. And when it, see you know the say so the difference between say you know the pandemic. Now I've got friends in Texas who you know um, who kind of like we we were staying in contact, and you know one one day a friend of mine she phoned me and, and there she was doing her shopping, and I was looking at I, I can't remember where she was now. She was in some, it could have been Walmart, one of those kind of places, you know what I mean? And the, um, and the sort of the quality of the food, dude, man, was unreal. There was mountains of food. There was apples and pineapples and bananas and, you know, you name it, you, you know, off the hook in terms of sort of like stock and food. And then if you went to one of our supermarkets, we were lucky if we had strawberries. Do you know what I'm saying? So that's the difference, you know, and, and I think that, what you're going to go through is what we've gone through, which is actually not being able to get hold of things because it's too expensive for people to be able to afford. And, and, and the tragedy is, is mismanagement. And, you know, American people in general, are, you know, hardworking, good people, and they just, and they believe in their country. They believe in the resources that they believe in. Because it's a beautiful, like America is a, an incredibly beautiful, beautiful place. It's a spiritual place. It's got energies that if you dig deep into it will blow your mind you know what i mean and uh, and yet as i say they you know it's just been squandered you know to quote sort of joni mitchell like you know they pave paradise and they put up a parking lot and that's basically where we're at all we're gonna all you've got now is just con empty concrete you know you know look at mississippi you know empty cities where people have just left and because no infrastructure you know you can't just keep on taking taking out 
type of situation and not building good infrastructure for people because they'll just leave eventually. And, you know, I, I think a lot of Americans, I, I mean, I know a lot. I've got a lot of American friends and they want to they come to Europe. And I'm like, mate, Europe's not that much better. You know what I'm saying? It's not, you know, it's still as it's as deluded as you know as as anywhere else. But you know, I don't know. You know, it's a, it's a very it's a strange time for Western culture and Western civilization. It's like you know, we did we were on the ascendancy, and I don't mean to get into a sort of doom, but you know, we aren't we aren't on that ascendancy anymore. We're we're not, and and we're going to be surpassed by. The BRICS nations, whether you like it or not, like again, you're going to get people go, ah, oh, they don't. Well, he doesn't know what he's talking about. But you know, when you've got sort of big currents, big places like Saudi, Iran, Brazil, um, obviously Russia, China, um, South Africa, and, and all those other countries like the Arab League, you know, all that crew and South America, Central America, they all get together. It's going to just be us and them. You know what I'm saying? We better get our shit together super quick, otherwise we're going to be in serious trouble. Oh, this you know is definitely this is definitely what Kusha Deep is definitely about. Uh, you know, Dara, you're you're given truths. All right, yes, America used to build so many things. I just got the chance to go to Detroit. It's it's blight. Uh, there's you know structures that were car companies that were making things but yeah when we started outsourcing in the 50s and 60s and stopped making things here in america especially uh, you know all all the things that that your your friend was buying at that big box store were probably made in china my wife almost every day says uh yeah we're gonna be the united states of china real soon uh, because we owe so much not just to them but other countries in the world where we've outsourced all of our items we don't build anything in this in this country except maybe ideas and you know the farmers you're talking about the fruits and vegetables very happy about the farmers but even they're getting subsidized by the government not to grow things what well yeah again you know there's reasons why you know i think there's a massive control game going on you know with a lot of things unfortunately and uh and but i think as a result of that what will what you will see is more communities coming together and people like you know in your local kind of surroundings having conversations and going you know you know we can we need to kind of make a you know making stands but actually being independent and actually being able to go well i can do this you can do that let's trade off that and having little situations you know that's what's got to happen we've got to go back to basics before we can go forward you know and know about no amount of ai and chat gb is going to feed people when there's no farmland left you know what i mean we can have all the technology in the world but you know if we can't feed our nations because you know it's the populations have got out of control or you know there's been you know, craziness going on at borders, which is just irresponsible, absolutely irresponsible to be able to do that, to open up for whatever reason, you know, you know, it's a crazy thing. We, you know, we've, we, we're doing it over here. We've only got so much infrastructure yet. There is a, there's a sort of a broad base that says, Oh, you know, we can keep on doing this. You can't, I mean, how can you, how can you keep, how can you feed these people? You know what I mean? When you've got no farmland, left. we've got no farmland. We don't grow anything really. You know what I'm saying? We've got, we're building on our farmland. We're building houses. You know, where I live, you know, there is no work, there's hardly any real working farms anymore. And yet we've got a population explosion like this out of hand. And it's, uh, 
it's quite it's quite daunting to go you know the, you, you know what happens when people particularly in England because England's a small place man it's not a big place and you you know you start packing that out with a million more people every year year in year out who aren't actually really you know they're not working they're just they're sitting around not doing a great deal and and a smaller declining amount of people actually paying into the sort of the, the you know it's, it's a recipe for a disaster and you know the sooner we can actually start working out that these people need to be held accountable and not voted for you see you know it's very easy to sort of like when you get when you go through the kind of the the game a few times it's very easy to see the patterns but you know for the next generations coming up they think that you know i don't know the democrats are the next few things or the or, or you know any you know like over here now they're looking at labor for instance to be the next great thing well only 20 only sort of 15 years ago they left the country and, and just as big a mess as the tories are going to leave it in so they can't that no politician is going to pull us out of this this nosedive mm. no politician because they don't they don't first of all they probably haven't got the sense to be able to do it and you know the only way that they can do it is by having another war and that war is going to be with your manufacturer that and it's not that's not going to be smart when i was growing up in the 80s uh the the jokes were uh to solve the economic mess we need a nice long war That'll help yeah. to uh, to balance everything out. That way, the, the everybody will be in one uh, one direction uh, to spend all their money on on the war effort. But you know, if and when this all comes crashing down, the only way to survive is to be self sufficient. You know, I yeah. I, li- I moved out to the country from the city. Uh, right next yeah. door, there's a, a farm, a fully you know farm uh, that they produce. Uh, they have chickens and 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 much many vegetables my wife you know we have a a small plot of land about three acres she wants to take a lot of those acres and and plant some things and become more self-sufficient get her own tomatoes out there and potatoes and and uh and grow them ourselves so that way if and when all the infrastructure falls apart we'll be able to survive on this little plot of land that we have this little piece of the of the world of the planet that we have and, Absolutely. and yeah, if we could take care of that, I, I think that's what people need to be doing is getting a little more self-sufficient, you know, but uh, and not rely on the government so much. Get off the government teat. If my if I can quote my wife on a daily basis once again, you know. Yeah, well, you know what? I just, you know, as I say, I, I, I talk to a lot of people from different age ranges because I like to get insight. And, you know, I talk to a lot of older people like who have been around the block a couple of times. And, you know, I like, you know, I talk to my girlfriend's father who sadly passed away. But I, used to, I remember sort of saying to him, so in all your years of voting, what did you ever see change? And, you know, he'd say, not much. Not much. Much. You know, in 70 years or whatever it was that he was kind of floating about, you know, nothing has changed. And that's because it's not supposed to change. <laughs> it's not supposed to change. You're supposed to stay the same, do you know what I mean? Or get worse for the everyday person, do you know what I mean? So, you know, I mean, you know, this whole situation has been accelerated quite considerably in the last three years. And, uh, and it's, you know, it's, it's a, sh- it's a shame because you know what, things could be very beautiful for all of us. You know, if we could just do what you're doing, which is just grow, share, love your communities, love your country, respect where you're at, respect the planet, try and help people where you can, you know, greed is an ugly thing, you know, and it, and it doesn't really, 
it's greed is not sustainable, man. And this is why we're in the mess that we are because of greed. And uh, yeah, we're gonna. It's gonna be an interesting few years, but maybe, maybe it will change the scope of things, and people will start to go. Yeah, okay. It is about it is about the community, and it is about not not believing what they're telling you or, or, you know, and not even believing in rock stars or pop stars or film stars anymore. I think those days are over as well. I think that, you know, because there's no real heroes anymore, like, you know, the Stranglers song, no more heroes anymore. You know, and that's a good thing as well. You know, don't believe in heroes. Don't believe in TikTok. Don't believe in Facebook heroes. Don't believe in, don't believe in anything. Just believe in, in what you can do and where you can, you can change the scope of things by being sort of like in tune with nature and, and, you know, some people call it God, I call it source or the universe or whatever it is, you know, just being, man, if you haven't got your spiritual aspect in, in life, then you don't have a great deal, you know, because human beings are just going to let you down, dude, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that's the run-ins, dude. And then, you know, the other thing is like bringing music back, like you quite rightly said, to, to you know, playing music because you feel it and you think that you can lift your community with a song, you know, and going beyond that kind of, that whole and an illusion of being a superstar. What's that about, man? Do you know what I mean? It's all a bit of a delusion, isn't it, really? But I think that, you know, if you can play a song and lift a spirit and lift souls and make people smile, you know, then that then that's that's really all music should be about. It shouldn't really be about anything else other than that. You know, the I think those those glory glory girls and boys who sort of like run around with their screaming on fire fans, I think it's all a bit weird, a bit illusionary. And I think that people just need to sort of as I say, start seeing through the illusion. Well, Dara, you're getting real deep, man. And I appreciate that you brought it back around to, to music. Everybody needs a release. But you, you mentioned greed. I grew up in the 80s where greed is good. It, it was always make money, make money, make money, uh, make as much as you can and step on whoever you have to to make that money. And, and I was getting frustrated recently and I was saying, you know, I, I don't, I don't know if I make enough money, but my wife, once again, I, I, my loving wife, she brought me back Lovely. to reality. She said, we got a roof over our head. We got food in the refrigerator. We got two cars sitting in the, in the parking, in the, uh, on the, uh, in the parking lot. And, uh, and, uh, and we got a nice plot of land that we could build on, that we can grow things in. So I think we're doing just fine is, you know, we can live, uh, I call it simply, but we're living. Okay. We do just fine. And I, I'm, I'm happy. She makes me happy. I make her happy. And, and that's, what, that's the pursuit of happiness that, that we were promised when I grew, when I was growing up. I, I pursued yeah. it and I got it. Yeah, you know, I think that whole Gordon Gecko kind of thing was a bit. It wasn't meant to, you know. Uh, you know, Oliver Stone was trying to sort of show a message of kind of how ugly greed was, but unfortunately, people interpret things in the wrong way and and go about, you know, doing exactly what you said, which is unsustainable. It doesn't bring you really lasting happiness yeah you know you can be in a jacuzzi full of whoever it is that you want to be with like whoever you want to be drinking or, or taking or whatever it is but it's an illusion you know it's all a very illusionary kind of thing and you know the the real the real factors are you know that lasting joy like you said you know with your wife you know that there's a love there and your wife sounds awesome because she's kind of like grounding you in to sort of go is you know it's that checklist can you pay your bills at the moment yeah we can okay so you don't have to worry about 
about that. Do you know what I mean? You know, have we got food on the table? Yeah, that's good. So, you know, bringing us back to basics, I think, is, is really important. And I think that that's the, that's the main point of this whole period of time is to get away from those things that have been fed down the line, i.e. greed is good. Greed is not good. Greed is bad for your soul, you know, and you can't take it with you, you know. So, you know, you better – and this is, you know, I don't understand billionaires, trillionaires, whatever, who don't think about, well, what can I do to actually bring back, put this back into the community space, you know what I mean? And what can I do? What, le- what You know, it should all be about legacy and what you can do for, for the infrastructure of kind of the communities that, you, 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 you know, you've actually gained from. And this is, again, sort of like it's about, you know, you put back in what you took out. Yeah. You can't take it with you, man, do you know what I'm saying? So why, why, why worry so much about acquisitions when you can't – it's like, you know – I don't know. You look at sort of like the whole Biden kind of situation and, you know, and you think, how much is enough? Or Nancy Pelosi. And you think, how much is enough, Nancy? Do you know what I'm saying? How much is enough until you're, abs- until you're happy, really? Because it doesn't seem to me like you've got a grip on, you know, what you should be doing, which is actually looking after your people in San Francisco, you know, and making sure that they're not homeless. You know, you shouldn't, you, sh- you know, I now and I'm not trying to say I'm holier than that, but if I was Nancy, uh, you know, Pelosi, I wouldn't be able to sleep at night knowing that other people were out. You know, that was my, if that was my job to make sure that there was no, you know, let's, you know, our legacy should be every American should never be on the street, you know, what you know, just the sheer fact that she would drive past homeless people and then be able to sleep at night tells you everything you need to know, really. You know, that those people aren't working for their communities. And that's that's savage, man. That's savage. There's no there's I don't know how you can you can look yourself in the mirror. You know, it's like you know, it's just very sad, dude. You know what I'm saying? That that people that, that things are you know, that things have got to get to that kind of point where people have got to wake up and go, These people are not serving us man they're not serving us none of them are so you know it's down to people power people power yeah you know uh, you know there's a reason why they became politicians they don't build anything <laughs> they, 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 it's it, I, I i never thought that that they were out to to help us all that much they help themselves yes but i'm i'm not a, a strict libertarian because i can't be too much libertarian because that'll be anarchy we need to have some rules you know we we need to have some infrastructure there needs to be police and fire department and ambulances and and street uh, people that that you know people that that helped with the road repair uh, but um you know taking our money and and, and giving it to well i mean it, it, can we hold can we live can can the whole world come together? Can it be one world like it is in Star Trek, or do we have to stay in these uh, little uh, pieces of plots of land and defend our plots of land and, and ultimately have have wars all the time? I, I want to live in peace. I, I I'll give you the 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 answer that I want is is what they what Miss America always gives: world peace. I want world peace, but can we have world peace? I want it. What? We should vote for Miss America. She sounds like she knows what she's doing. You better believe it. You, know? you better believe it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my goodness. My man is, is getting late where you are. I know we've been talking about a lot of things, and it's always good to catch up with you, Dara. Uh, no heavier than rock and roll. I, the reason I'm, I'm naming this one No Heavier Than Rock and Roll, I know that's the title of one of your, your more recent songs, and, and it is. It, it does have a message in it. And it does make people think, but it rocks, man. You know, and, and a lot of your songs that you have out there, 
in the title it says rock and roll so if you're wondering if dara is a rock and roll star look at half of the titles in his songs is there something something rock and roll <laughs> rock steady is another one you know what i mean yeah. um, there is a new ep out if we if we're closing down now. yeah look listen um just want to say before we shut down uh, you know if, if it's just about love man it's just about love at the end of the day and you know i just wish you know that you know i just wish that things could be different and people could serve their communities with love that's all it needs it just needs love you know not war not you know and you know the core of it really is about teaching you know you know education is the key you know as i say sort of if we you know i'm not talking about social you know teaching all this social justice bits and pieces because i think i think that that's that's that needs looking at as well but i think that what is lacking is teaching kids exactly that about their spiritual well-being you know what i mean and about integrity and about love and about sustainability and you know about unity amongst people you know less race division and more unity amongst people and if 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 we could change the education system you know then then we might have a bit of a chance and i mean and i don't mean by you know what's going on the education system is being dismantled but it's not being sort of like dismantled in the right way it's it's kind of like it's it's actually it's steering kids basically off really what is important and it's what is important is is their true kind of like understanding of what they're doing here let's be honest with ourselves you know uh what are we doing here on this planet we are here for what reason you know and for me that is to find that peace and happiness within yourself and that doesn't happen from from having acquisitions you know so if you can teach a, a kid not not to not be ambitious to create things and do stuff but to be also satisfied with their inner in their inner workings that they could go they can go into deep states of meditation and actually know that they can reach higher realms by 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 being silent and quiet within that mind framework, getting to control the thoughts. If you can teach, you know, if you were doing a meditation class with with you know five or six year olds and just getting them to learn how to quiet the mind down so it's not chattering all the time and actually learn about inner peace. Now, if we can find inner peace then we will manifest peace. And that's the truth of it. And problem the reason why there's so much war in the world is because we're taught to live within scarcity, you know, but the planet, if you think about it, has always supported human beings for centuries and centuries. There should not have to be any, any sort of starvation. And that's not a utopia. The, the planet, if you look after it, will look after us forever, you know, but we choose not to, we choose not to do that. So, but you know, if, if we want to see peace, then we've got to teach peace. Oh, this planet is going to be here a lot longer than we are. That's for sure. But uh, I'm glad you qualified that statement uh, that you made earlier about the uh, education needs to change because it definitely is changing for the better. Probably not. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, I, I remember learning things in, in school, learning about history. And, uh, you know, if we learn, if we don't learn about history, we're doomed to repeat it. Well, nowadays, uh, they're erasing history. And, and it's just getting worse and worse and worse. Uh, there, there was no slavery. We brought some people from Africa to help us out on the plantation. Yeah, they wanted to come. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
But, you know, I think, you know, Bob Dylan once said, you know, you can fool some people sometime, but you can't fool all the people all the time. So the truth will always rise to the top. People will always kind of know. I think inherently, eventually, there's, you know, you can't go against the law. Here's the thing, right? You can't go against the laws of the universe. And there are, there are a few laws. And one of those laws is the law of polarity and the law of cause and effect. And if you have the law of polarity, you know that it's, it's going to swing from war back to peace, war, anger, from love to anger. And, and that pendulum's constantly swinging back and forth, back and forth. And we've just got to kind of learn to steady that pendulum and have a neutrality at some point where it's not swinging from in, in such outrageous ways. Do you know what I mean? And understanding when you understand the law of cause and effect, that what you do will have an effect on, on a situation down. If we could learn those two laws, then again, our actions would be, we'd be thinking and we'd be more conscious of our actions or more conscious of our thoughts. Thoughts, are, thoughts will create matter you know we manifest our thoughts you know everything that you're seeing around you now that all that equipment was an idea at one point and then it manifested into matter through action so as i say if we are if we are taught peace at an early age then we will project peace if we're taught love at an early age then we'll project love you know if we're taught lies then we'll project lies if we if we're if we're taught anger you know and scarcity that's what we protect and unfortunately because of the way things are you know there's been a whole generation that have grown up with 20 years of war they don't know any different now you know that all they know is war and that's sad man we were very 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 lucky to have grown up and being kids in the 90s the 80s and 90s where actually in some ways, we had a really good period of time where, yes, we had economic issues, but there was a lot of kind of stability in some ways, for us anyway, do you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, there seemed like in the 90s there was a lot of hope, you know, understand me? There was a lot of hope. There was a lot of hope for the 21st century, which got dashed, and it has been dashed, and we've just got to take those reins back. But that won't happen until communities come together, like-minded to create you know sustainable vibes and it doesn't matter what color you are or where you're from it's about values man it's about values it's about how do we share the same values can we work together are we here to actually make this world a better place and if you can sort of tip those values then we're on the same page and then we can work together and then we can make magic happen but if we're on different pages where you're going wow i'll work with you but only because i think i'm going to get this and and that's that's the shame but again comes back to education if you teach kids that actually there's enough for everybody then they're not going to think like that are they they're not going to think oh he, he's just lent me half an acre i think i'll take an acre off him do you know what i mean because they go well that acre's beautiful i can deal with that i can work with that and i'll work that acre and i'll you know and i'll share that whatever it is with back with you and, and and that's how that's what it should have been from the word go but as i say humans don't learn easy we don't learn easily we learn through pain well that and political pendu uh, pendulum has been swinging ever since i was uh, uh we taught and i know it was it feels like it was swinging slower you know you had uh you had the democrats that would be in office for eight or 12 years and then the republicans for eight or 12 years and now you know it's eight years it's swinging faster and now it's four years swinging even faster so uh you know i i feel like and, and, and i'm i'm you know am i am i hopeful that it's going to happen or, or or not hopeful 
I, I'm, I, I hope we don't get canceled for this uh, podcast, but I, I'm glad that we, we've been talking about these things. I, you know, but the, the pendulum, it, you're right. If it swings faster, it needs, it needs to stop swinging. You know, we're, most of us are right here in the middle. We want a roof over our heads, food on our plate, you know, maybe a car or two in the, in the, in the garage. But, uh, yeah, it did stop swinging. Well, maybe, <laughs> What's maybe that? Just one. <laughs> What's maybe that? just one. I don't know. But, you know, as I say, you know, I'm, I'm not, I don't think there's anything to be canceled for because at the end of the day, you know, I'm not, I'm not being controversial. I'm just saying the system's failed us. Yeah. And it's going to constantly fail us unless we actually take, we need to reform. There's nothing wrong with thinking about reforming things. I think that, you know, we need to kind of look at the logistics of what's going on here and be sensible about how things are turning out. And actually, as I say, reaffirm what our value system is. What is our values? What 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 do we you know, what do we live for? What do we strive for? What are you know, what are the good things that actually we need to do? You know, rather than actually having that extra car, you know, do we need it? These are the questions you want to be asking. You know, do we need this? Can we be happier? You know, I'm gonna sound like, you know, be be happy with nothing, do you know what I mean? Because you know, as I say human beings do need things. But you know, it's it's kind of like, you know, not not kind of like needing too much to make you happy. That's the thing. If you can, if we can get into that formula of, you know, not keep, like you're saying, sort of like chasing that kind of constant, you know, materialism doesn't make you happy. You know, it does, it's, you know, you, 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 all right. So you buy that brand new car and it's a buzz for six months or whatever. And then suddenly it wears off and you, and you're looking for the next hit and the next hit and the next hit. And it, it, you know, materialism will never satisfy you because you're not satisfied within yourself, within your own self. So that's, you know, all, all I'm saying is like, we just need to come at things with a bit more sustainability, a bit more love, a bit more acceptance, and actually reevaluate what our value systems are. What are we about in the West? What is our what is our core denominator? What what actually makes us great? What makes us great? You know, using your vibe, you know, what makes us great? What you know, and what what used to make us great was honesty, um, you know, hardworking, fair. Um, you know, inspirational, wanting change for, for the better, um, trustworthy, word is our bond, you know, um, accepting, all those kind of things. You know, that should be our value system. We need to kind of get back to a, 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 a maybe more of a basic kind of like, you know, a basic value system that we can all kind of live and share by whatever community you come from. Do you know what I mean? And that, 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 that is not an un, un sort of reasonable kind of demand. Do you know what I mean? It should, it should, that shouldn't be a cancer can Oh, we're going to cancel you because you want to kind of reevaluate us, uh, our system, which is failing us all. You know, who's, you know, it's failing us all. We're going to, you know, as I say, we've got to, we're going to get left behind if we don't, that's the core. No, you know I, I agree so much. So. I agree so much, Dara. And, and I, I was laughing. I was smiling because when you mentioned, uh, do I need that second car? Just mentioned it this, uh, this morning, maybe, maybe two hours ago to the wife. You know, we have two cars and she's a homemaker primarily. And a lot of times she'll yeah. use her mother's car when they have to go do anything. So really we have three cars in the family. Her mother lives on the, on the other side of the same property. 
Uh, so, they, uh, you know, do we need those three cars? No, we were going to consolidate uh, to one car. So you're mentioning, yes, do we have too much, really? Uh, do, should we yeah. should we stri- uh, strip it down a little bit and leave in, live even more simply uh, so we can help to sustain this world of ours? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's, I think that's the, core, the core thing, that the takeaway from this whole kind of like interview, really, or meeting, rather, is that is, is to go – you know, to question our kind of need for things to, to fulfill us rather than our own internal, you know, well-being that can, you know, you, I could I could take you through a guided meditation and, and make you feel the biggest bliss vibe we've ever felt, right? And, you know, so it's all within us. Everything that, everything we need is actually within us. And obviously, you know, the body needs to be fed. The body likes to be relaxed. The body likes to kind of like have various things that make things kind of like, you know, nice and pleasurable. But everything we need is within us already, you know, and, and uh, you know, so when you can be satisfied with kind of, you know, the simple basic vibes, like being just being able to go out and walk in a forest somewhere and build nature around you or, you know, just be with your dog, for instance, and these simple things coming back to basics and not, you know, thinking that, shit, I've got to jump off a cliff to get high or whatever. You know, these things are great. Don't get me wrong because, we, you know, people are adrenaline junkies. I'm not saying they're not. But it's all very external, needing that external hit to make you feel alive. You know, yes, you generally don't need it because you can you can jump off a cliff in your mind and, st- and it can be as, just as real because the subconscious actually doesn't know the difference between sort of reality and reality. And that's why you can manifest when you visualize. Right. So, um, you know, we, as I say, we're more powerful than we give ourselves credit for. Uh, we can heal ourselves if we truly believe in our, in our, you know, in our well-being. You know, we can we can we can create miracles for on this planet. We are we are, we have the ability to do amazing things, some great things. Human beings have the most potential, you know, to do incredible, incredible things. And yet here we are, sort of talking about the things that are kind of, you know problematic and we should be we should be so much more advanced than that you know people talking about racism in the 21st century that should have been eradicated years ago i mean it's so old and oh come on we've got to get through this it's just it's just ridiculous it's like it's like you know it's it's just like basically you know the the world is burning and you're worried about what color your skin is do you know what i mean it's just for christ's sake let's get over that it's a division and it's stopping us moving forward you know all this kind of like activism that you know you know whatever you do in bed is up to you my friend i don't have any qualms about what you do what you get up to do you know what i'm saying but it is just it is just a human thing that people do it's not the end and all you know what is inside you is more important than what you want to identify with in actual fact you're better off identifying with nothing you know what i'm saying because actually sort of like you can be manipulated by these identifications with things so these are all confusing kind of external things that actually will cause more problems than they will actually solutions and you know when things become politicized like you know the budweiser thing for instance over there which has just gone mental <laughs> you know thing it's just it's very divisory it's very it's very sad to see you know this happen because again sort of like you know we're all human beings at the end of the day you know what i'm saying and it's like you know it doesn't okay so what you know there's a transgender person on a on a bloody beer can what what difference does it make 
Why why is a kid rock machine gunning cans of beer because it's got a bloke on it that wants to put a dress on? Do you know what I'm saying? Or, you know, all right, a woman, whatever you want to call it, getting this all uptightness of like, oh, they they didn't call me them or didn't call me this or didn't, and binary, dinary, finery, binary. You know, it's all very confusing and divisory. And actually, it gets away from the point of like, that actually, it doesn't, when we all die, None of this is going to, it's not going to matter whether you're American, Russian, Chinese, English, whatever. You won't be anything other than spirit. That's it. Energy. We're all, all energy. Of, I mean, all of this will mean nothing when you draw your last breath. And all of this panic about, you know, whether you were this or whether you were that or whether you were Republican or Democrat will mean nothing. So if we could actually live like our last breath, that none of it will mean anything, then actually maybe we could start living and living beyond this division and hatred and, and all the other things of, you know, he did that, he hasn't said that, he didn't refer to me as this, da 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 da, da. And meanwhile, like I say, the planet's burning, you know, and, it, and it's it's like, you know, it, it becomes very trivial. You know, we should be, we should be way, as, as a species, we should be way ahead of it, way ahead of all of this, all of these arguments. We should be, we should be transcending to the point where we're levitating. You know what I'm saying? Like we're we're moving without actually even moving. Do you know what I mean? We're transcending our bodies. We're transcending our races. We're transcending all of this and actually, you know, becoming becoming superhuman with our with the way that we project our thinking. You know, not you don't need a metaverse. You've got it in your brain already. You know what I'm saying? It's all, everything you're, you know, everything that you need is in you now. It's in you now. It's just that the way that things are set up, it's set up to make you feel that you're inadequate because you don't have these things. Because, you know, because someone down the line said, oh, if you don't have a Lamborghini by the time you're 25, you're a failure. Well, that's just based on what? (laughs) Based on whose value systems is that based on? Do you know what I mean? It's like, you know, as I say, Oh, so, you know, this, you know this, I can leave you with this, dude, because I know we could keep going, but I can leave you with this. If you can sit still in, in any moment of your day and take a deep breath and silence the thoughts in your mind and become still and just be, then you have found the truth. If you can do that for, you know, even a minute, two minutes, three minutes out of your day where you can de-stress yourself, not worry about anything that's going on in the media, not worry about what Taylor Swift said yesterday or what bloody whatever Budweiser are doing. If you can actually silence your mind and, uh, and realize that none of it means anything and if what is important is your connection to, you know, to, to, the, to this electromagnetic universe that feeds you on a day-to-day basis and if you can be in gratitude with that feeling of silence then you have made it brother i think i need to take a sabbatical and uh and head off to a buddhist monastery and spend some time out there you don't need to do that because you've got the monastery in you now brother you know what i'm saying you've got the it's in you now you can you could you can close your, you know, after this interview, you could go, right, okay, I'm going to give myself five minutes. Here's the thing, right? So count backwards from 10 to 1 and just see if you can do that without a thought coming in. You know, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 
two, one. Did you do it without coming? So I, I did that. No thought came in. I was just focused on the numbers. So my brain stopped. It was just focused on the numbers. And then, and then you do it again and you do it again and you do it again. And then suddenly the numbers stop and there's nothing other than just the, the, the immensity of the feeling of bliss that you get from that silence, right? And even the sort of even the colours and the stuff that can come into your mind is illusionary. It can be illusionary, right? Um, and I'm not saying that you can't use those meditations to use your imagination to create solutions to problems, right? Or to go, right, actually, I need to focus in. So I'm in, a, I'm in that higher space of mind now. So I need to now focus in on, okay, I've got a problem with the kind of the, the air conditioning. What is that? I've been trying, do you see what I'm saying? And that's when the solutions come. They don't come from the panic, right? So within that framework of silence, you can create genius. Like, you know, Einstein was, was genius because he was able to do that. Tesla was genius. What was te- why was Tesla genius? Because Tesla, Tesla could turn that off and actually see alternative currents to make the alternator to understand that this was an, a, a, an electromagnetic universe that you could plug into and actually create energy from what was already around us all the way around us we could have been we could have been beyond oil and, and petrol back in the 20s if we if, if jp morgan had listen to tesla we wouldn't be even talking about sustainability you know what i'm saying but because it you know because tesla made the 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 fatal error of saying free energy you know it got him put in it it got him kind of put in a you know in a situation where you know the history books wrote him out you know and then that's the unfortunate thing see it comes back to greed again and that's the sad thing but you know, without getting sideswept, you know, we have got genius within us, but we just need to kind of listen. We just need to focus and, and do what I just said. You know, you can use the, the, the counting backwards just to silence the mind and then let the numbers drop and then feel, feel where you are. Because I tell you, it will be like an ocean of bliss and you you won't want to drink. You won't want to smoke. You won't want to do anything. When you start hitting those highs, Nothing can touch you, man. Nothing can touch you. You know, no, 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 you know, nothing. Because it's, that is, you want to know where the truth is. That's where the truth is. Yeah. I I, I think about who killed the the electric car, uh, you know, because uh, we could have been in our flying cars by now. We could have been so much further by now. Uh, But as soon as, uh, you're right, as soon as Tesla said free in this capitalist uh, economy, no, 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 there's nothing free. You need to monetize that. You need to make some money and uh yeah so who killed the electric car uh i think i need to meditate on that <laughs> take some time well, out you know what there's nothing wrong with making money either there's you know money's great if you can just be if you can if you can balance your you know because money's you've got to realize that money is just energy right mm-hmm. you know you do something and somebody gives you the equivalent of what you feel your energy was worth in, in paper or gold form. That's all it is. So if you're good at supplying energy that people want, you get more money, you know, and, you know, so that's all, that's all business is. It's just an ex- energy exchange. And if you can do something that people want, you can solve a solution. You're going to make money out of that. You know what I'm saying? And uh, so money comes as a result of your, of your ability to serve and when you serve in the right way and you can create value to people, you know, you accumulate what they call money, you know. Now, it's what you do with that money that's important. So it's how you redistribute it to go, 
I've, I've got this, I've got more than enough, I've just made two million out of that, so I can now reinvest that into an education meditation facility for, for young kids, you know what I'm saying? And that way you can then go, right, well, we, we can build some really cool things here. We can, we can eradicate issues of, I don't know, irrigation for farms that are suffering from drought, for instance. Do you know what I mean? We can, you know, there's loads of, you know, it's just, it's, you know, that's what I'm saying. It's not, not just about accumulation of money. It's about redistribution once you've got it. Well, Darren, you know, that's I, what, hope, in, I hope you make enough money with your, with your endeavors, your creativity. It, it, yes, we do have to take care of ourselves first and then start taking care of our community and make concentric circles uh, with the resources that we have. And I'm glad that you have that mindset to where you, you take care of yourself and your lovely girlfriend and then, uh, and then you go further out into the community and start helping, you know, the homeless, the poor, the, 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 uh, the, the wretched masses that are, uh, that are being, that are yearning to be free, I suppose. And I, I, I paraphrase that, uh, that thing that's on the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> it's uh, our wretched masses yearning to be free. Uh, give us your poor, your, it's something, it's, it's on the, uh, the plaque at Ellis Island at the foot of, uh, the Statue of Liberty. I need to look it up and, and, oh. uh, refresh my memory, but, um, my yeah. goodness, I, it, you know, always good. What Go ahead. Thing, I mean, I, I take the wretched masses out of there. Cause I think that, you know, the masses is a sad thing to call human beings like that masses. But I think, you know, that the constitution that America was sort of set up on was, was just, there was some beautiful com- concepts there that really set out to create something that, that was going to be, uh, amazing and and it's sort of you know you know thomas mann for instance right thomas mann okay. um local uh local guy from here actually you know you know work worked on the on the constitution and 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 those you know those kind of it, those kind of vibes are just you know, so important that we get back to kind of realizing that there was a value system put down at that point, and that value system needs to be reawakened. And we need to look at what those kind of things were and go, that, that that's a beautiful value. We should bring that out, relook at that constitution, and, and reevaluate what is good for us, what is good for us now, and then take out what isn't good. And, and you, you, do you know what I mean? And, and yeah, so that's what I'm saying, man. It's this, this, we just need to reevaluate, and and as I say, the core takeaways from this: reevaluate our value system and realize that everything is within you. Oh, that's beautiful. Well, I did look up uh, the Statue of Liberty, the Emma, Emma Lazarus uh, Percham. She she wrote that in 1883 for the pedestal of the oh. Statue of Liberty. It's called the New Colossus. I, give me your tired, your poor. Your huddled masses, huddled masses, yearning wow. to breathe free, but uh, yeah, yeah, that's the beginning of it, and there's more oh. to it. But uh, oh my goodness, uh, Dara! So that's really beautiful. I mean, you think about that, right? I mean, just think about that—the Statue of Liberty welcoming people from from sort of downtrodden sort of backgrounds from all around the world. You know, that was that was America, man. That was what America was based on. It was based on giving people a land of opportunities and. You know and that that dream can still be. You know that dream can still be. It's still it, you know still got the. You know America's still got the resources. It just needs to be managed and brought together. It, you, 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 you don't need a Trump man. You don't need any of that. You need just somebody that can go see the values within. Do exactly that. See the values in all 
people within that framework and go, what is our common denominator? What brings us together? And redefine, as I said, that value system and find a way of bringing people together. It's not going to happen through Donald Trump. It's not going to happen through whoever else it is unless somebody is talking on that level to go, let's let's unify Let's not have these divisions. Let's not have you over there kind of preaching about. Let's kind of let's work together. Let's not cancel each other. Let's talk about our differences. Let's work together in the spirit of you know um, freedom and love for for everything and everyone and sustainability and all these other things. But you know the, the core value system of human beings is what needs to be brought to the forefront in order for us to be able to move forward on this material plane and not be fighting over that small divisory kind of subject matter that actually is banal when you break when you boil it down it's just like what are you what are we fighting over nothing absolutely nothing so let's come together let's move forward and let's 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 you know uh, let's just make this kind of place an amazing world you know amazing it's not just make america great again let's make the world great again you know what i'm saying you know let's make the world amazing we can do it we can do it. we've got the ability to do it. we've got the know-how we've got geniuses here you know there's no need for people to be sort of like fighting wars we can communicate with each other you know it can all be resolved and it's not me just talking kind of like, you know, I don't know, you know, hippie kind of, you know, it's not, it's honestly, it's doable, man. And if it's the choice between joy and pain, what do you want? Do you want to feel joy or do you want to feel pain? This is, the, this is, this is the core. You've got the choice. It's up to you. You want to keep stabbing yourself in the eye? Crack on, man. Or if you want to feel super high, take that choice, you know, but I honestly think you'd be better off taking the super joy high vibration rather than the constant pain all the time. You know, you know, life's short, dude. Life is short. You know, and we, we kind of like, we don't have, tomorrow's not guaranteed, you know, but I'll tell you what will be. If I get up tomorrow, I, you know, I'll be saying my thanks and praise to God, man, to say thank you, Lord, for another day. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Do you know what I mean? For You know, because that's my tip, man. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I work through Jesus's energy. You know, that's my, you know, he's my, he's my guy. He's my dude, right? You know, I, he's, he's the guy I get my bus from, you know, and I, you know, he makes, he, he makes, he, that energy, right? Even using the word he, but it's an energy that I get, even when I say that energy, Jesus makes me kind of like just emotional. My feelings get emotional when I think about that, that energy. And, you know, so I channel my energy through Christ, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, sorry if that upsets people, but man, that's my tip, you know, that's my vibe. And so I give thanks to Jesus every day. You know, I pray to Jesus and say, thank you, Lord, for this never day. I listen to the birds singing. I get up, I've, I can see my, I walk my dog, I give my dogs, you know, as much love as and support and all the rest of it, and my chickens and the horses and all the rest of it. And, you know, and I just give thanks for the fact that I get to breathe another day. And that's enough. You know, that's enough. And if anything comes in after that, you know, of course, for well-being, you know, I'll go about my business. But 
I will give gratitude first up, you know, for, to, to Jesus for, for allowing me another day to breathe this beautiful, beautiful, beautiful planet that we live on. Hey, Jesus is just all right with me. And I, I know that the, the whole world can come together and, and make great things. I, I look at the International Space Station. There's great things yeah. happening, all, you know, with people working, all, working uh, from all over the planet. And, and the, even the Olympics. I watch the Olympics. My goodness. These are people from all over the world working together, making something fun for people to watch and, and you know, yeah. competing against each other, but still living in brotherhood. Uh, yeah. it, it, you know, so, yes, this whole planet can come together together and we have to if we want to explore uh, new worlds and and reach out to other life forms and in, in the uh, galaxy and then ultimately the the universe we have to come together we can't can't be separate factions get this planet once again get ourselves yeah. together before we can go out and explore other places my goodness oh deep kusha deep man dara no, we we can do it but we just need to kind of get together you know and Find or like you know, I think I think time's kind of time is definitely short. I think the time is short in terms of us carrying on down this road of division and and scarcity politics. I think that time is short. Time's running out for that that energy, and I think that we need to start having these conversations, being honest, being truthful, being kind of brave enough to kind of go. You know, we need these conversations. Yes, there are issues, big issues that we need to look at in terms of sustainability, you know, um, and all the, all the other practices that are being discussed, but not to be frightened about. You see, I don't do politics. That's the thing is I'm not about politics. I don't believe in real politics. I don't believe politics works. So I'm not into right. I'm not into left. I'm just into into kind of what what is going to work, man. That's all I care about. Is it going to work? Is it going to change people's lives? Then, then let's do it. Let's go for it. Let's, you know, how, how are we going to end homelessness, man? You know, how are we going to sort of like create an, e an economy that isn't based on, on, you know, death? Well, <laughs> matter can't be created or destroyed. And while we're in this iteration of our matter, it's what we do uh, while we're on this planet in this I guess in this iteration and you making your music, you're going to live forever. Uh, Kusha deep and, and Dara is going to live forever because you've put something out into the universe that that's going to resonate with people uh, forever and ever. You know, there's a reason we still think about Beethoven and, and, uh, and, and the, um, and, and Mozart and all the other uh, people that have made great music and great things. Uh, they're still living 500, you know, 600 years into the future. And, I expect, you know, hey, the only hope I have for you is is that a thousand years from now, they're still grooving to a Dara song, you know? Well, you know, to be honest with you, Keith, you know, um, I, I totally hear what you're saying there, you know what I'm saying? But to me, it, it wouldn't matter if they, if they weren't, to be fair, do you know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. I think that, you know, if within this framework that I have here that, you know, I've lifted a single person with my conversation with you tonight, then that's enough. And, and if somebody goes off and, 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 and can help somebody else, then that's, you know, then we've done our job, man. Do you know what I'm saying? And, you know, maybe we've given someone some insight to go, you know what, maybe I shouldn't worry about that energy. Maybe I, sh maybe I should just be sort of like looking within myself and finding that bliss that we talked about. Doable, man, doable. You know what I'm saying? And uh, once we, as I say, you know, to reiterate, once we find inner peace, then we'll find peace within the world you know what I mean and uh, you know it's, it all starts within it all starts within that, you know, and, and that's how we'll create change 
Well, you've and that's, you know, at the end of the day, it won't matter sort of 500 years down the road. It will just be, it, that will be it, right? It, here's the thing, right? If, if, if one thing you did in this world that actually made people realize that actually that the, the truth was within them and freedom was within them, then that's enough, man. Do you know what I'm saying? That's enough, you know. And, you know, I'll, I'll leave the legacies to, to, to Lennon and McCartney, do you know what I'm saying? But, you know, sure, it's beautiful, man. When people love what you do and they get into what you do musically, then that, 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 that's awesome too, you know what I'm saying? It's awesome too, but it, it, it's not the end and all, you know what I'm saying? It's uh, truth, love, honesty, well-being, you know, spreading that kind of vibe. Like, for instance, I do a workshop in, a, you know, in a... In a in a brain trauma unit, a music workshop, and you know, and it, and it's a really, it's it's a it's a buzz, you know, to see people responding to music, you know, and you know, I use a bit of NLP uh, alongside that, so we, you know, working kind of, um, you know, working kind of memories, using kind of music and using kind of little memory games to kind of get people moving and moving their bodies with tambourines and shakers and, and dancing and you know and and when you see kind of people responding to sort of music with just this ultimate joy then that that's 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 what music's about that's it's, that's the power of it that's just doing stuff like that workshops man you know for me you know, I played in front of big audiences. So, you know, when I say big, you know, what's biggest audience? Maybe not massive, massive, but say six, seven thousand, eight thousand people, maybe. Do you know what I mean? But and that's a great thing, right? But playing to people like, for instance, who are suffering from brain injuries or dementia, and seeing that joy on on someone's face, you know, in a, in a crowd of maybe. 15 20 people that's that's worth much more much more to see that because that's music working in in the community space that is really really helping push forward and giving some joy you know and i've done some amazing work with people with dementia where we've kind of like worked memories that you know had been locked in people's minds for sort of you know for a long period of time and they were just been stuck in front of a television staring at a television for 12 hours a day and i've come in and, and, and done a little workshop and then suddenly they're talking and they're talking about memories and you know it's it's incredible vibe you know it's incredible in fact actually that first interview that we did when i was attacked by the nurses <laughs> that's what i was doing i was doing a workshop you know and uh you know i, I, I I'll, I'll i'll give you for instance i know we got to go in a minute but so there was a woman there lovely woman um she was probably i don't know 75 maybe 80 ish and uh so so i was i, I played this song i think and i played some cover i play stuff that they know because they have to know the stuff so i was playing a tom jones tune I think it was Delilah, and and so I played this song, and um, and and afterwards I've sort of said, and I could see she was, you know, she's singing along to it and getting into it and this and the other, and then I, I just asked a few questions, like, and I, and I said to to, to her, I said, so can you remember where you were where you were when you first heard that tune? She was like, ah, oh, I was driving with my husband from Rome to Monte Cassino because my husband had fought in the Battle of Monte Cassino in the Second World War, and he was going back to revisit it. And she just, this, these memories just pouring out of her mind where, you know, she was, she'd been at the Apollo in Harlem because they'd moved to New York, you know, and 
she met her, her husband had actually worked, you know seen um, Sergeant Bilko, you know, because he used to entertain the troops, right? Frank Sinatra, all those kind of dudes. And so this stream of consciousness of memories just started to pour out of this amazing woman, you know, and uh, all because I played a song and asked a couple of questions, you know what I'm saying? And, and that's, the power, that's the true power of music, right? I agree. It's not, it's, it, you know, and uh, and I'm I'm sort of like when I'm doing when I do it, I'm like oh, I buzz on that, man. I, I truly buzz on that. And, and don't get me wrong, you know, I've played some gigs as well where, again, see, I come out of it. I come from it from a different point of view where I want to see people come together energetically and really kind of rise up. You know, my my gigs are real cathartic kind of situations where I just use the music as a kind of an energy conduit to kind of bring people together and actually get some transcendent, transcendental vibrations going on. You know what I'm saying? So again, the, I just use the music in order to sort of lift energy. So a lot more, sh- I'm, I'm more into shamanism. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Beautiful. Oh, you, you know, the energy, the, the, the vibrations, the, it resonates with different people in different ways. And if you could bring somebody's mind back, that is a, such a powerful thing. I'm so fearful. You know, as, as I get older, I don't want to lose my mind. I don't want to lose my memories. I don't want to lose all the, the sweet things that have happened in my past. All the bad things. Yeah. Th- those can go by the wayside. No problem. But the, the sure. good memories, I want to keep those. I want to cherish those. Uh, you know, I worked hard for yeah. those. I'm, I'm happy for those. And if if you can bring those back but you're talking about playing for thousands and thousands of people yeah that's your meat and potatoes yes you can make a lot of money uh, that'll help you sustain get your nut for the month or whatever but those little intimate shows where you have you know less than 100 people less than 50 people sometimes hey. less than 20 people you really connect with those people in a one-on-one basis oh those are the shows that help you fill your soul with uh oh my goodness but then you know, you know, working with big crowds as well can be equally as as quite equally as interesting because you know when there's a lot of people together, you can really create like a electric, you know, uh, circuit mm-hmm. that can be so powerful, man. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, so my visualization of doing a show, you know, it's playing at festival in front of like, so it's say there's like five to ten thousand people there is is actually utilizing certain vibrations certain frequencies to actually get a merging of energy of human energy coming together so the whole of that crowd are not divided they're actually linked they suddenly realize that we are all part of the one and that's when the power happens that's when the magic happens and and then you realize actually that here's where it gets interesting. You realize that we are just a wave in a vast ocean of humanity. And actually there is more, we are connected by the ocean. The wave isn't divided from another wave because it's all part of the whole, right? So when, when you go out and you have that kind of concept, you can actually remind vast amount of people that we are one ocean. And then when you get that connection, that energy connection, that's like turning on a massive generator of energetics. Now, the high that you would feel from 10,000 people merging energy into each other would be far superior to any drug on this planet. 
I could make 10,000 people higher than any drug. I guarantee you, I could make 10,000 people higher than any drug or any alcohol or any substance that you name by just using certain frequencies and certain inductions to make that reality a, a thing where people drop their, their their kind of divisionary protectionism and actually, again, utilizing that merging of energy. And as I say, that's when the miracles, that's when the, that's when, the, look at, I'm not trying to put myself in any of the same category, but look at, look at what Jesus did with 5,000 people, right? Look at that, right, when he fed the 5,000, right? manifestation man that story is about manifestation that's about him going right we need more food here so however that happened however it happened it is a story of actually creating more from nothing and jesus was basically teaching law of attraction and law of magnetism within those parables you know what i'm saying and there's a lot of things within the bible that if you if you actually properly look at it and look at what Jesus was trying to promote, obviously love being the core of that, but actually saying things that, again, actually, you know, saying that actually the kingdom of heaven is within you. Look at that. That's Jesus, man. That's not me. That's Jesus. I mean, I, I've kind of incorporated some of that teaching from, you know, from various different sources, but the truth of it is everything I've said was said by Jesus 2,000 years ago, man. Yeah, but you realize you know you're, you're manipulating those uh, same uh, epinephrines, those same uh, levels uh, of, of, uh, of, of substances within the body that people are trying to get with a pill or a drug of some kind. You can manipulate them with your sounds the same way. And that's what, you know, you're raising endorphins. You're, you're raising those levels, making people happy, making people feel what they feel with love. If you eat a piece of chocolate, it's the same thing. Uh, vibe as if uh, you're falling in love with someone so uh, you, you're you're uh, you're probably better for their for their midsection uh, their bodies uh, than having a piece of chocolate so uh, I appreciate yeah. that so much yeah. keep doing what you do man uh, but you're, yeah. you know we're talking about the the exports of of British of the British Empire and uh, Dara I, I fully believe you're one of the best exports of the British Empire coming out today and I and I appreciate what? all you do my man uh, tell, well, I mean, I want you to keep uh, being able to do it and so uh, sustaining yourself. So we, yeah. we were talking about money uh, all through this podcast. I, I hope people listen and uh, give you some of said money and uh, give you the ability to keep keep on creating what you create. Uh, at least people uh, let people know how, how to get a hold of you and, and find your your new album and also experience the the album through the years, the albums that you've done, the music that you've made uh, since you were a wee tot. So you can go, you know, my record label is called Kusha Deep Records. That's K-U-S-H-A-D-E-P Records. My artist name is Dara, D-A-R dot R-A. Uh, and you can just, you can find me, man, on on any good stockist, any good kind of places from Spotify to to YouTube. Particularly, I do work with YouTube more than I do anywhere else. You know, that's where all my videos kind of go. So we've got a new video for Heavier Than Rock and Roll, which is an AI video, which I'm really, really pleased with, actually. I sort of experimented with the AI kind of side of things and 
created a bit of an interesting uh, alien invasion kind of storyline, which was really cool. I just wanted to see what we could do with with the uh, with the vibe. So I was really pleased with that. You know, we've got a new single. I've got a new single out, uh, EP rather called Blood and Treasure, uh, which has got an amazing song on there called Cure for Jealousy and No Time for Tears. Uh, there's two remixes on there as well from those two, both of those tunes. Uh, all the lyric videos are actually on my YouTube channel, which is Kusha Deep, um, Kusha Deep Seven. So, um, if you go if you go to uh, YouTube and just put Kusha Deep in, I should pop up. Um, and all the music's there. I always pl- put my kind of stuff on YouTube first before it goes anywhere else. Um, so yeah, you can find me. I mean, I, I do a little bit of social media, um, do a little bit of Facebook every now and then. Um, but yeah, that's it. YouTube's probably the thing, really, if you want to kind of tune in and listen to my thing. But it will be going out on. We've got a little bit of a campaign starting, actually, from June the 3rd. I think, actually, you're the first interview I'm doing for this campaign, actually. So, yeah, start, I've started with you, basically. Um, we go on. We've got a couple of interviews coming up as well in the UK on couple of other stations uh tv stations and so yeah it's just we're just getting the kind of the ball rolling on that front and um and then yeah as i say kind of uh, i don't even, you know i've got uh, there's a lot of new tunes that i need to get down and do um uh yeah so there's music there man that you can listen to it and enjoy uh if you do go to spotify and you find me on spotify there's loads of cool tunes on there um, there's two albums which I put out last year called Majestic Retrospect is one and two which have got all my kind of remixes and, and pieces of music that goes all the way back to 1995 to the present so yeah there's some cool stuff on there some cool um EPs and there's new kind of normal on there, which is the album that kind of I was really you know pumping out a couple of years back when I think we first kind of hooked up so that's the deal man. Well, Dara, I appreciate that you use the AI. I've just started delving into using the AI to help me write some of my essays that I use okay. for fodder uh, here on this uh, on the podcast. Uh, but man, it, I I, uh, I I worship our our AI AI overlords that are going to be taking over or may have already taken over. It's possible that the singularity has already happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, as I say, I'm, I'm not frightened of any of that stuff. I, I think it's pretty cool. So, um, <laughs> no, no, I'm no, I'm down with it. Man. Yeah. I love that, that GPT or whatever it's called. It's, it's cool as you like. I mean, I, you know, it's kind of, you know, like the the other day I was like, because Snapchat's got this this AI thing, and I and I was like, find Dara. And uh, anyway, it came back and goes, <clears throat> and it went, well, Dara's a super talented musician from the UK with loads of really cool records. And I was like, this is my guy, dude. <laughs> you know I, mean? like, I think it's set up to, to do that. It must know that if you're looking up a certain thing, it might be, you might be that thing that you are looking up. You know, people used to Google themselves or I'm sure they still do Google themselves and find out what nice things and maybe what not so nice things are being said about them. So the AI, I'm sure is scrubbing all through that information. And if you're looking up Dara, you're probably Dara. But this is how cool it is. So, so, you know, if you know anything about rune stones and divination and all that kind of thing, like, so I was just kind of like, I went, Oh, um, what is the, uh, the unknown rune? What does that mean? Boom, straight away, five seconds in, man. It's like unknowable rune is, you know, you've reached a portal of kind of like change and, you know, death death of a kind of an old outcome and new things that are going to come forward and push in. And, you know, you've got this new perspective on, you know, da 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 And I was just like, whoa, that was pretty cool, dude. You know what I mean? And then I did, I think, an I Ching uh, reading as well. 
which is the old Chinese divination. Uh, you, they used to use yarrow. The Chinese used to use yarrow sticks, but it's again, it's a sort of, you know, you're just tuning into your own ability to sort of predict kind of certain things that are outcomes of certain situations. But again, I can't remember. It was like you know, Rune sixty four or something or rather, and it was like so something like Suen or something or rather. And I said, what does Suen mean? And boom, straight away, it is the sun and the elements of Earth and da 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 da. And I'm like. My God, AI is just off the hook, dude. Do you know what I mean? You know, runes, I Ching. You know, you name it, dude. It's 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 got. I mean, it's a crawler, right? It's an internet crawler, so it knows it knows how to find in, info, sort of super sharp, man. And dude, you know, if it's used in the right way, it's going to be super. It's what well, it's super off the hook, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? And, I, I, and the AI music. Have you heard any of that stuff? Yes, I have. You know, eventually it's going to, is it going to be taking over for us or, you know, is it giving us the whole of human existence? Is it the, giving us all of the information at our fingertips? You know, can we be scared of it? Should we be scared of it? No, I don't think we should be scared of it. We're just going to learn more about each other. And if we know more about each other, is it going to help? Or are we going to know each other's weaknesses as well? But if you know their weakness, they know your weakness. Uh, you know, hopefully it's mutually beneficial. Uh, assure, what's it? Assurance of mutual destruction. If you have the bomb and I have the bomb and we know that you have the bomb and, oh, my goodness, that that was the old days. And, and oh, it's just uh, – it's a step away from having the chip put in your brain that lets you have Google at your mind tip. It used to be your fingertips and now it'll be all in your mind. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think I probably draw the line at kind of like, you know, implementation of, of anything within my framework. But uh, I think as an external kind of, uh, you know, re- reference and as an intelligence gainer and as, and as a sort of a source of kind of, you know, being able to kind of enlighten kind of various different sources if you use it in the right way, man. But then that's all technology. If you use it in the right way, it can be really liberating. But I think, you know, I think that that whole wanting to have implants within you, I think that's a different different sort of storyline, which I do not think as human beings we should be, you know, cyborg in ourselves because i think that that that's when you get um you will find it difficult to do what we were talking about which is to switch the thoughts off because you will have you know you, you i think the parameters of having an electronic device within you could cause confusion within an or, or organic framework we're still organic beings so I, I personally don't think sort of having kind of stuff within you is a great idea but i wouldn't stop other people doing it if they think that's the way forward for them that's up to them but i personally don't think it's a good idea but i think that technology used to aid and abet kind of you know well-being and illnesses or whatever then you know that's that's a, that's how it should be used and and again, you know, using it for you know for for for, uh, for 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 challenging ideas that sort of are are kind of about are affecting us, whether it be economics or sustainability of farming, and having these a lot of information able enabled to be able to given to us at any given point in time will allow us to be able to sort of like have frameworks and be able to kind of, you know, create ideas that we might not have been able to to uh, to had before without that information within front of us and, you know information was very hard to get hold of when we were growing up at school we, you had to go to the reference library and look through big huge books that were dusty and no one really cared about do you know what I mean so so having access but you know at the same time you've got to be careful that you know that technology doesn't make you lazy 
you know what I'm saying? And, and you don't, you know, you're not reading those books anymore. And, uh, and the, the, the human beings kind of do need to have, um, they, they do need to work for things. So, you know, I think that the easier things become for humans, the, 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 the more kind of bread and circuses and the breakdowns of society kind of occur because anything that's had too easy, like for instance, being able to get access to music, it devalues it. You know, when you used to have to go to a record shop on a Saturday with all the wages that you got from delivering papers, you know, you really cared about that record, man. Do you know what I mean? You really cared about that, whatever release it was that you were, you know, you were purchasing that week or, you know, you had to work for it. Whereas I think that getting things for nothing can be, uh, can be a detriment. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a, are we going to, I think the question is, can we, can we find balance within that framework? And hopefully, hopefully there's going to be some sense, but there's some super cool young kids coming through, man. that are sort of really super switched on. And, you know, they've got some you know, great, great ideas about the way that they want to see the world. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of the woke thing, you know, they get, they get slated, you know, but actually I think we have to look at, I think we have to look at all of it and go, you know, take out the good things, you know, like punk, punk rock, you know, was a detriment to a lot of other people like the old rock stars, but there was a lot of good stuff that came out of punk rock, right? The DIY kind of energy that made you kind of think like, you know, at my generation really benefited from punk rock. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, we, we were then, you know, when I came of age in the sort of nineties, you know, having your own record label wasn't a, an out of kind of like universe idea because, you know, the punk bands had all set their own record labels up, you know, before, you know, they had their own magazines, they were DIY, they were making their own clothes, they were, you know, they were very, very creative, but they were doing it out of the system. And so we kind of inherited a lot of that ingenuity from the punk from punk right but if we'd just written punk off and gone no don't we're not listening to any of that because it's going against what we you know we wouldn't we we wouldn't have kind of had the 90s you know the, the oasis were were you know we're sort of utilizing the sex pistols and the beatles and all that thing together and we had a you know a really amazing kind of creation creative force that broke through in the uk throughout the 90s with people who were kind of utilizing that kind of energy so so when when the sort of the the, the, the next gens are coming through with what was they're calling woke or whatever that is you know you, it's crazy to just be going no i'm not having that well no it's scary do you know what i mean it's important to embrace kind of what's coming forward so so if you've got if you've got a 20 something coming at you kind of going well i do believe in trans rights well what's wrong with that man you know why shouldn't you have rights why shouldn't you have equal rights you're a human being aren't you do you know what i'm saying so so i, I think that you know getting freaked out about budweiser man it's like grow up dude you know what I mean? grow up it's not that bad it's just a beer can and if you don't want to drink that beer then don't drink it but you know this is what i'm saying it's like it's just we go from the pendulum again man swinging from back to left so one minute we're you know we don't ever hear anything about trans and then the next minute it's all trans 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 and then there's a backlash against that and the pendulums just go Wah! and there's no stability within the situation so you know as i say you know we've got to look at everything that's coming to the party you know just, you know environmental st um, stability that's such a key thing you know we've got to look at farms we've got to look at how farms are operating and go, go well do we need to eat all that meat 
you know, I've, I've been a vegetarian since I was 17. So I'm, I think that, I think that, you know, farming probably does need to change. You know what I'm saying? I think that animals should have the right to live just as human beings should, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, if human beings have got to eat me, then I think they should respect me more. You know what I'm saying? So all these things of, you know, when we look at farming, we've got to look at kind of like what, again, is sustainable within that framework, do you know what I'm saying? So all these, these are good things, man. They think they're things that should be questions, should be brought to the table, and, and we should be looking at all these kind of frameworks, like, you know, stopping using oil. Great idea, let's do it. We should have done it 30 years ago. We could have done it 30 years ago, man. We could have done it 50 years ago, 60 years ago, but, you know, we had a real opportunity. And we didn't take it like back in the day when we were kids, man. We could have got off oil back then, but they didn't. That wasn't part of the narrative. But it, you know, so it's 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 sad these chances haven't been taken. But you know, as I say, we shouldn't be looking at the next gen coming through, going, "Oh, woke idiots!" You know, I mean, what do they know? They've never fought a war. (laughs) You know, I mean, well, you know, maybe they shouldn't have to fight wars. Maybe they should. Maybe we should be just looking at and listening to where where the kids are at, dude. We want to hear where the kids are at, dude. Well, <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? And, and and that's their revolution. That's their that's their revolution. And we should be listening. We should be listening more. You know, and not not worrying so much about oh god, because they've said they're in this camp. I can't like them. I can love you, man. Whatever you are, whether you kind of have a green eye and a purple haircut and you know yellow paint all over your body uh, it doesn't mean shit to me man do you know what i'm saying it was what's going on inside you that means everything to me do you know what i'm saying what are you saying i think they used to say that a lot in the in the 60s so you know they say you know what is he saying in terms of sort of like oh no, 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 oh the beatles have got a new record out what are they saying you know what are they saying what you know what's the gravitas of the message you know? I'm saying you look at you look at that super cool counterculture that came through in that period of time, and you know the the the, the core of that work that they put through from you know Allen Ginsberg, Bob Dylan, you know Jack Kerouac, um, Ken Casey, Tom Wolfe, you know all those cats, you know they were just really formulated kind of like such an amazing you know uh, Gore Vidal. Uh, Norm Chomsky, all those kind of dudes. They 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 were really pushing the boundaries of of what you know. They, again, look at that generation. You know, you know the, the 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 generation before that would have looked at that and gone, "These these guys are out of control, man. They're going to bring down the kind of the whole stability." But we look back at that and they we, we go, "Well, where's the counterculture now?" Well, the counterculture is the woke generation. That's that's what they're bringing to the table, right? And so you know that will that will that will balance out. That's why people shouldn't freak too much. It will balance out and we'll get good ideas coming out of that framework. But here's the core. Keep the conversation open so we can actually look at these things, right? Let's not cancel each other and go, oh, he doesn't believe in this and he doesn't believe You know what I'm saying? He's left, he's right, he's up, he's down. Let's just look at the conversations and go, you know, what, what's the what's the what's the good idea out of that? Yeah, that's good. That's that's a cool idea. Let's move with that. Let's run with that. That's a good idea. So I think in ten years' time, you'll find that if the world hasn't ended by then, you know, what I mean, that there'll be a balance. There'll be more of a balance. I think woke will just be like hippies. It will be like it just be another like punk. It will just be another movement that has happened, and and it will come and it will go, and you'll keep some things that were good out of it. And then something else will come in and replace it, and that—that's the law of kind of again polarity and cause and effect working again. So, you know, when as I say, going back to Kid Rock shooting all those beer cans, it's like 
like, come on, kid, rock. You, you're better than that, dude. Come on. Well, you know, Derek, you can do better than that. Worrying Derek. about, you know, these things when there's big, huge events happening around the world that we should be looking at and discussing. Like adults, man. Do you know what I mean? Being an adult. Yeah, you mentioned uh, punk rock, and I mentioned Beethoven earlier. He was accused of corrupting the minds of the youth way back when, and now he's classic music. Uh, you know, you can't you can't find a lot of people uh, these days that that'll say that Beethoven was a bad dude, and he was, uh, you know, he was punk for his day. But uh, yeah, you, cool. and then you talk about uh, the trans community. Just because my brain doesn't work the same as their brains, I don't understand what it is. Doesn't mean I, I can't respect another human being in this world and and uh, let them live and let them pursue happiness as they yeah. deem fit, as long as they're not hurting anybody. Uh, you know, they're not hurting me, not affecting my life. You know, I, I'll, hey, but don't expect if you walk down the street looking, you know, looking a certain way, I'm gonna, you know, not take a second look and take a double take yeah. and go, huh? Okay. All right. That, that, that's different to my brain. It's different. Sure. You know, it, 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 uh, what's, what's his name? Dylan, Dylan McClaney or Dylan McClaney, the guy that was on the, the trans guy. No, I don't remember. I don't know that name. Well, he, he, I, I saw that Bud Light advert and I thought okay. it was funny. Yeah. I, 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 I didn't see it. I've saw pictures and memes about it. And uh, please, Kid Rock, if you want to buy a bunch of beer and shoot it, you still supported that company by buying all that beer. <laughs> yeah. But it was, I, didn't, I didn't see what the outrage was. It was just a guy okay. or a girl, I call it, who was, who was kind of just going, oh, my God, you know, it was one of those kind of routines. And I just thought, well, what, what, why, why are people freaking out about that? It's just a guy. Yeah, it's, it's just a, my whole life. Uh, Lou yeah. Reed took a walk on the wild side. You know, he, he yeah. was a she. You know, that that was years and years and years ago. So uh, the boys have always, you know, there's always been boys that wanted to dress like girls and girls that wanted to dress like boys. And maybe they felt more comfortable in, in certain skins. And maybe they want now that technology has improved. Maybe they want to uh, do the plastic surgery to make their bodies the outside feel like they think inside and hopefully it's not a, a mistake you know you know they, i know that they get lots of counseling before they mutilate or or change their bodies mutilate might have been the the wrong word before they yeah. change their bodies <laughs> to make themselves more comfortable you know hey it, just because i don't think that way doesn't mean i can't let somebody else think that I'm, way uh, you know i've dj'd uh, i've dj'd stuff for the uh the the lgbtq plus r s t p t which letter I, I don't remember which letter but uh you know i've i've, I've dj'd stuff for them before. The whole alphabet dude eventually eventually <laughs> they'll take the whole alphabet because they want to include and then they'll start using greek uh greek letters and and uh and, you know ever the tween shall meet what's that yeah and Roman numerals as well, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I, I DJ'd at Gay Pride, you know, and I've DJ'd at some, you know, quite a few kind of, you know, you know, events like that. Out and I beat her in the sort of nineties, and you know, and it's, you know, there were there was this thing right in the nineties where it, it was kind of, I don't know, it was just like it was just natural, if, if particularly if you not natural in that respect, but like kind of like hanging out in those arenas where there was you know, gay and straight kind of hanging out together. And there was just, there wasn't, it did, I don't know, it wasn't really sort of something that you kind of question because, you know, we went through this kind of what they call house music kind of explosion over here. And it was just an amalgamation of people, you know, some were gay, some were not so straight, some were, you know, wherever they were, but no one was in camps. Everybody was in, in the, it was all just one big bracket. Right. And that, and that's, and, and, and there was no, you know, this, this 
whole kind of, you know, Black Lives Matter thing as well, you know, was no one really, no one was mentioning any of that stuff, you know what I mean? If you were black, it didn't matter, do you know what I'm saying? It was just like that, you know, it, I don't remember any of this really being a big deal, you know, I'm, you know, maybe I'll be corrected and, you know, you, you know, you've got privilege and this and the other, but I just remember that there was a, I mean, I grew up with a lot of black guys and black girls and I went out with a lot of, you know, I went out with black girls and dated black girls and if I'm allowed to say that. Um, and I never, I never had a problem, man, hanging out in those in those crews. And 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 as I say, in the crews that I was hanging out with in in sort of nineties, two thousands, and even now, you know, there wasn't really, as I say, there wasn't there wasn't any mention of kind of race. It was just what it was. You were just there to have a good time, you know. So and and uh, and and you know, and that's that. I think that that's the that's the that's the one that breaks my heart, man. When I just think that. You know, it, it, people are just divided in that in that way now, and, and it became a thing. You know, it's like it's just sad, man. It's sad, but you know, it's the way it is. And, and hopefully, again, we'll come back to a balance. The pendulum will swing back, and we'll find that unity. We'll find that love. You know, and and it will all you know it all pan out because that's the way things roll, man. Not nothing can stay the same way forever. Even the good times are gotta give away and the bad times are gonna give away too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And we gotta come back to that natural point where, you know, everything changes. Well, there might be there might be divisions as a whole all over the world, but I still enjoy my microcosms, and I'm sure you still do when you do your concerts. When and when I'm at the club and I have all different kinds of people singing karaoke songs right next to me. Hey, what kind of crowd is this? Should I sing a country song or a pop song? And I say, man, you should sing whichever song you like, your favorite song. It's going to make them happy. It's going to make you happy, and in turn, that energy from you is going to make them happy. So when you're singing a Dara song, when you're singing a, a, a Tom Jones song uh, for this person that's having issues with their mind and you make yeah. them vibe in a certain kind of way to make them feel better, to make them remember things, to make their energy inside start to connect and click. Oh, it's power. It's superpower that you have dara keep doing that keep it up all right hey let's close this thing off man i know we we got time to talk next time as well man i know i want you to come back like uh often and and i enjoy that we've had this is conversation number three already and this one explored new pieces and you didn't think you know after speaking for i don't know three four hours already on this podcast that we'd have anything else to say no of course people need to have these conversations like you and i are having and they don't have to be a all podcast people need to sit down with each other and just chat if you're having a problem with your neighbor go chat with him hey, you know find yeah. out you know what that you're not so far apart he wants the same things that you do now he may want that uh that other half of the acre that you you only wanted to give him a half an acre and you wanted to he wanted to take that whole acre all right, you may have to come to a, an agreement on that one. <laughs> That's right. No, it's funny. It's funny you should say that. So it's, it's interesting. So, Keith, will this be edited, man? No, I'm not editing anything, man. I I might take out some breath sounds on the audio version, but the video version of this, nah, I'll leave it two hours long. No big deal. Sounds great. I love what you've said, man. Love it all. Well, next time I, you know, I was going to play you a track tonight, sort of on the on the guitar. But um, next, we'll leave that till next time. But I definitely want to play you some music, some live stuff, and uh, you know, vibe up the place a little bit. But yeah, no, it's always appreciated. So, um, have you got the new single? Just to, have you got Have you got Cure for Jealousy? 
I don't think I do. Uh, you can but, you can always send uh, it to me. I appreciate it. See you, uh, Keys, uh, and uh, no tears as well. And uh, I can't wait to see it being played on the radio. And uh, and like I say, I'll, I'm happy to come back and play some music for you next time. Well, that that's one thing is uh, music doesn't sound all that great on podcast. And if anybody wants to hear your music, I encourage you to check out the YouTube and, and wherever you wherever you make the most money. Where, where is the place that you make the most money where people listen to your your, your music well on what on what platform which platform? um yeah i guess sort of youtube's as i say the one that kind of like you know brings in a few pennies you know what i'm saying okay. but uh yeah 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 so yeah you go to youtube or, or, or spotify yeah, no, 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 <laughs> hey i had ten thousand hits on spotify i got my check for point point eight cents <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I had a hundred thousand uh, on the, on the, I stopped bothering looking after a while, yeah. and I had a hundred thousand on you kind of normal. I think in the first couple of months, of yeah. and again, the royalties have been very, very you know minuscule on, on that. So you know, it's not like back in the day when we were selling fifty, sixty, seventy thousand records and actually making a few quid out of it. You know what I'm saying? So. But again, sort of, you know, it's not just about the money for me, man. It's about again lifting. And I think that when we when we when we spoke earlier about, you know, if it's value for people, then they'll they'll give you something. If if they feel it's valuable for their lives, then you know they'll they'll buy. But I think you know, again, sort of, the, I'll leave you on this. So you know, for me, you know, if if you're listening to my vibe, what I'm trying to do is actually lift you to a to a, to a higher realm. I don't want to keep you here on this third dimensional realm where you feel pain or you feel anguish. I want to take you above that. So if you see a Dara show, that's what we're going to be doing. We're going to be working as a unit. It's not just about, it's not just about the music. It is not about me. It's about, this is a different tip, man, that I'm talking about. This is not about just music. It's about bringing people together and, and lifting them into a very joyful, blissful state, the natural state of being. That's what this is all about. That's what this is. That's what Kusha Deep's about. That's what Dara's about. And I wouldn't do it if I didn't think I had something to offer that's different to you know, I don't know, whoever, like Harry Styles or whoever else they're going out and spending fortunes on, do you know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's, that's the core, you know, it's about, it's about kind of like bringing people together and lifting them into that bliss state. That's, that's what I do, man. Uh, you know, I always finish these things off with last words for the people, but I think you've already given those last words. Thank you, Dara, for being on the What Makes You Famous podcast. I appreciate oh, you bro. so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's been a pleasure. I love you, brother. You know that. And I'm looking forward to kind of like seeing you. And, uh, you know, we always stay in contact on Facebook anyway, so it's always cool to sort of like say, but I must get that, rep- that music over to you. Can I just say um, one love to America? I love, I do generally, I've got so many good friends in the States, man, mate. They are the coolest. They're so supportive. I've got friends from Wyoming down to sort of Florida, to Los Angeles, to, you know, San Fran, New York. I've got some just beautiful people. So I just, I, I, and I mean that genuinely, you guys are the best in terms of, you know, you, you're just beautiful. I mean that, man. You're beautiful people and you deserve better. You deserve better. All right. So, I'm coming over. <laughs> I'm coming over to bring you all together. That's my mish. You know what I'm saying? 
bring you all together and, and, and just bring that whole, let's, let's make love great again. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? I'll leave you on that note. Let's make love again. No, let's, let, let's make love great again. Um, yeah, it's a beautiful thing. So, yeah, peace, love. One love to America. Meditate, guys. Meditate and project love. there you have it party people dara of kusha deep music what a cool dude and he's a rock star uh, you know oh my goodness so much thought and and that thought it's reflected in his music it, it, he doesn't just spit that out he doesn't just uh talk the talk he walks the walk he goes out in the community dara you're a man of the community you help out people uh, the first time that we chatted you were in that uh, nursing home uh, you know, doing your your uh, your musical uh, therapy session, <laughs> and meanwhile they're taking blood from you. Uh, <laughs> I, I couldn't get over that one. That was kind of fun. You you were you were physically in pain while we were trying to have a chat. Uh, these nurses wouldn't leave you alone. They kept stabbing you. But that was the first time that we t- talked, and I knew uh, that it was the beginning of a of an interesting relationship. And and you have a lot of great thoughts, a lot of about and and a lot of on the money thoughts you know thoughts that that are going to provoke uh, people into thinking uh, about their own selves their you know in introspection uh, reflection uh, of the world around you and uh, how you can help it uh, i love talking to you dara and i appreciate you being on the podcast i know we took a lot of time and and i'm i'm not editing anything uh, you know that what you hear is what you got it was uh, two hours of bliss and um, i'm very happy that dara became dara came back on the what makes you famous podcast and told uh, what he needed to tell and uh and said a few words you know i appreciate that hey find him on facebook cushion deep music uh cushion deep uh dara uh instagram d-a-r dot r-a dot brady uh dara brady is his actual name uh, he's in LinkedIn, Spotify, Apple, SoundCloud, Kusha Deep. Look up Kusha Deep or look up Dara, D-A-R dot R-A. I know that when I put D-A-R dot R-A on my uh, various feeds, it it wants to read it like a web, like a web page, like a website. So it, it affects the thing that that little dot between the D-A-R and the other and the R-A <laughs> It affects some things, but uh, I appreciate it. It's it's a lot of fun, man. I, you know, when I, I play his, um, Dara's music, uh, it tweets out. When I play it on RadioWhat.com, it tweets out on my Twitter feed, Radio What Twit, and um, you'll see it, it. It gets read like a, like a web page. It's kind of fun. All right, party people, that's it for this edition of What Makes You Famous. Now, if you, yes, you, my loyal listener, if you'd like to tell your story, I encourage you to give me a call, 501-470-6386, or email keysdan at aol.com. That's it for me. It's keysdan, radiowhat.com, djlittlerock.com. Peace. I'm out of here. If you like what you hear, follow What Makes You Famous social media. Use the hashtag, What Makes You Famous. Follow on Facebook at What Makes You Famous. Follow on Instagram at What Makes You Famous. Follow on Twitter at Makes Famous. And follow on YouTube at Keys Dan. Leave What Makes You Famous podcast a review and subscribe. 
Listen to What Makes You Famous podcast on Podbean, iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, and almost anywhere you find podcasts. Tell your story on my podcast, What Makes You Famous. Call 501-470-6386 and leave a message to set up a time. You can support What Makes You Famous using the PayPal link, paypal.me forward slash keys dan what makes you famous podcast is a production of keys dan enterprises incorporated at keysdan.com thank you for listening this is keys dan and this is shelly g and you're listening to radio what dot com radio what the music you want with some words to live by cry with someone it's more healing than crying alone a public service message from radiowhat.com. The music you want. <laughs>